Previously on Martini Giant. Hey, here's the thing. <laughs> I had a dream two nights ago where my wife was fighting with me, and I, I was like, you know what? God damn. So I turn around, and Gigi Hadid is there. And I was, and she's like, let's go out to dinner. I'm like, yeah, let's go out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, and on, then I woke up next morning. I'm like, Gigi Hadid, we had dinner. We went out for drinks. She's wonderful. She's so smart and so yeah. nice. And my wife's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, you fought with me in the dream, but then... Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 31, which is our, are you ready for it? Our Titanic episode. Yes, you've been waiting for this for about one year, which is as long as this podcast has been on. In fact, this is our one-year anniversary. Very happy to have it. Uh, this podcast has been on before. This is a spinoff uh, episode or a spinoff uh, podcast that came from CG Garage. So if you guys want to hear some of our previous episodes that we did on CG Garage, actually, the, probably the easiest way to do that is just go to martinigiant.com and uh, go look at uh, the click at the top of the page or something called Origin Stories or something like that. And we have all the links to the previous episodes that were up there. There's probably about 10 or so extra episodes if you want to listen to that. Fun stuff going on over there. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, nonetheless, the reason this is such a big deal to do the uh, Titanic episode is that we make fun of Mr. Dan Thrawn quite a bit for having seen Titanic 25 times in theaters. We also make fun of me for having never seen the movie. Uh, so this is basically the episode where we come to grips with both of those things. Could be very interesting. Actually, is very interesting. Another thing that's very interesting is that while we do our normal three-plus-hour episode, uh, we happen to stay on topic almost the entire time. Is shocking, 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 shocking. So yes, we do end up talking about Titanic for about as long as this godforsaken movie actually is, which is a three-plus-hour movie. Nonetheless, uh, you guys should enjoy it. I think it actually turned out to be really good. Really good episode. Really happy about it. I am very happy about what Martini Giant uh, has accomplished in 2019. I am super excited that we're kicking off 2020 with this episode. I would love to hear more of your ideas of what you'd like to have happen in 2020 with Martini Giant, including a lot of great suggestions, which we're actually constantly getting suggestions. So, But don't be shy to throw in, throw in your ideas as you go along. All right. And make sure, by the way, uh, besides giving us ideas of what you want to hear, Make sure and let other people know about this podcast. Love to have you share it with your friends. Uh, like and subscribe on uh, and uh, on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you give us a rating as well. All right. Please enjoy episode 31, James Cameron's Titanic. How's everybody? Oh, Beautiful. My heart is going on. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm actually very curious about this, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. And hi, everybody. Welcome back. Um, so <laughs> this, is, this is the, uh, this is this one the New Year's the, version. Of, yeah. This is New Year's Martini Giant. Yeah. This, this is going to be, yeah, this will come out in a new year. So we're going to put this out. This will be basically our, our one-year anniversary one podcast. One-year anniversary! One-year yeah, anniversary. Nice, everybody. A couple of things I want to point out. I want to give a big shout-out to my good friend Bertrand Benoit. Bertrand? Bertrand. And uh, Merci, Bertrand. Uh, who we uh, affectionately call in the office Bernie. <laughs> nice. That's easier. It's easier on me. Uh, he is an amazing artist and, uh, and a listener to the podcast. And he and I have communicated over email for uh, many years now. Mm-hmm. And we've become quite good friends over email. Which mm-hmm. office? Uh, he, he's in, uh, he lives in Berlin. 
he is well known in the visual effects, not visual effects, in the CG world mm-hmm. as an incredible, incredible CG artist. Mm-hmm. One of the best archivist artists in the world. Nice. And that is not his profession. He just does Oh, it. this guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah so really good guy. He's and, like, yeah. It's like Ronan. He's a hired killer. Right? <laughs> no, he's not uh, that. But I love, I love, I know, I love his work, about, and he's right. incredible. Uh, actually, did I show you the rendering he did recently? The new. Okay, so he loves Martini Giant, which uh-huh. I'm, I'm very honored by. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he showed me the latest rendering because he doesn't do it professionally, so he does it as a hobby, right? right. So he did uh, uh, a rendering uh, of uh, the uh, uh, Jackie Treehorn's house. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Right? <laughs> Have you seen it? It's amazing. So his, uh, his renderings of his buildings are incredible. Oh, what man. makes a really great ArcViz guy? Is it like a Swiss clock make, watchmaker? You just got to have a really good vision and yep. really understand how to compose something beautifully. You know, he, and he does that. And he has a passion for our design. He does these incredible renderings. I'm just anyway. But uh, gushing over uh, over Bernie. I'm still I'm still uh, and amazed it, with uh, Jackie Treehorn. Yes. Yeah, so he's he's really cool. But uh, he and I were emailing each other today, actually. Uh, and uh, he said, is like, you know, it's funny. I am while while I'm emailing you, I'm listening to the The Chateau episode oh, that nice. you guys put out. Nice. And he goes, and this was very sweet. And it's like, I really love it, but I, I actually like it better when it's just the three of you guys. Oh, that's very sweet. Because he says, we have a really good kind of banter. And sometimes with four people, it gets a little muddled. Sure, sure, sure. We have a rapport. We have a rapport. I like saying that. We rapport. have a character. I actually like the fact, you know, because I, I, I listen to it. You don't listen to it, Eric, but I know you listen to it. I do to listen it. to I it. Do. Sometimes. Okay. I, I do listen to it. And when we're together and we do it, I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to it. I'm mostly listening, I'm listening to, to it right, right, right now. now. Yes. Yeah, uh, every, every good for you. Oh, you mean now, not yeah. after. Yeah. So, uh, but what, it, you know, listen to it as a third person. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that uh, we all three of us have a very different voice physically mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as uh, uh, subjectively. Yeah. Yep. And I uh, think it's very easy to tell us apart. I think that's true. I think we have very individualized characters. Yeah. And, uh, and sort of me speaking through this beard, I think, provides an extra sort of uh, muffled quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to my ramblings. <laughs> that's good. It's sort of an a- a- – was it AMTR? A- ASMR. It's ASMR. What is ASMR? You know, that's, is that the sound thing? AM, IMDb. What is it? The, you know, oh, is this what Sally was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When about the, the nice, the pleasant sound of ice clinking. Yes, exactly. And Got it. Really, really, and and I think I hope that the because uh, I can hear it in the in the yeah. headphones right yeah. now. Every time my beard brushes the microphone, I find it very yes. soothing. Very, yes, very soothing. you have the uh, the Fraser Crane voice. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Seattle. Hello, Seattle. I'm listening. Ross, who's on the line next? <laughs> That was really good. I'm working on the grammar. <laughs> I got to get the grammar together. Mm-hmm. That's what my uh, teachers told me. Anyway. All right. <laughs> All right. So, oh, yes, yeah, happy anniversary, everybody. Yes. Happy anniversary. And we are going to be talking about today a movie that Chris had not seen until. That's this really podcast. what I want to find out about, man. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Now, okay, let me ask you this, Eric. Yes. Have you seen it before? Have you. Like, because yeah. I've never seen it until. I saw uh, it in the theaters a couple days ago. Yeah. yeah, this weekend. Yeah, I saw it in the theaters. Okay, so you saw it. So I'd never seen it. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Interesting. Interesting. And I had been doing all the heavy lifting for the both of you by seeing it 
an enormous number of times. Right. It's 26 or 7 times now. In the theater. In the theater. Yeah. That's I've seen many more times past that. Holy Christ. I so you're that. on the, what, the, the 75 times? I do not. I, I have definitely lost count. Of the Why of times are you attracted to this? Not to say that's it's a bad a, film. That's a very, very long, that's a three and a half hour explanation. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to get to the bottom of it. Because I've actually heard your explanation before having never seen it. Mm. That's right. That's right. But I have seen it since You have freshly seen it. You have freshly seen it. What did you think, Chris, your first kind of gut? So it's very hard to talk about this. Well, we know a number of people who worked on this as well. Oh, we know a a ton of people who worked on it. Yeah. So – it's an interesting movie. It's also, it's you know, it's 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 not an unknown film. Mm-hmm. It's been, I've heard of this. It's been, you know, as opposed to the Chateau, it's the most un the Chateau film <laughs> <It's very laughs> out <true>. there. <laughs> it is un the Chateau. <laughs> yes. yes, it's been seen by you know billions of people. Yes, as opposed to yes. a few hundred people. Yes. Uh, so uh, as such, uh, you know, like for example. It reminded – when I was first watching it, yes, I went into into it with reluctance, uh-huh. obviously. This movie is, by the way – The Titanic. The L Titanic. Well, actually, there's no L. <laughs> there's no the. Titanic. It's just Titanic. Straight up Titanic. Big ass letters on the fucking yeah. screen. Yep. That's right. Titanic. Yep. Um, and uh, so, yes, I did watch it. Uh, it came out in 1997, mm-hmm. I believe. Correct. Uh, anyway, so that's the movie we're talking about. And <laughs> so – I, I was reminded of uh, two instances, one with uh, my wife when she first watched 2001, you know, not that long ago, maybe like 10 <laughs> right. years ago. She goes, it was hard to watch because I've seen all the memes and the parodies. Every single possible iteration right. of every frame right. is a joke. Yes. Is a joke, right? <laughs> exactly. And sure. so the same thing happened with my daughter when she saw The Matrix. She goes, oh, now I understand yeah, all the memes. Bullet time, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I was inundated with the same thing, yeah. obviously, with Titanic. Image after image that has after been lampooned, et cetera. However, mm-hmm. however, even with your passion and your love of this movie, which you have told me <laughs> and narrated it's unreasonable. long before we even started this yep. podcast many a time, and I still go like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and like I remember when we were at Didi and we were sitting in, uh, you know, on the patio during uh, uh, our highballers night and you were giving a play-by-play about Titanic and Steve Preak was going, what the fuck? It is. A, it has been a well honed act for many years. It my, has been. My, uh, my, my there are two great acts you have. Mm-hmm. One is your uh, your your love of uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and what you thought your you the alternate version of Return of the Jedi should be. Right. Which, which we have done on Martini Giant back when it, when it, when was, it was on on CG Garage. Which is a podcast that you host. It's a podcast. So you should go <laughs> back to CG Garage and look at the uh, Star Wars uh, uh, analysis that you and I did. Right. Great. By the way, I've had – It's two, also on our website. It's also on yes, our website. Right. It is also on our website if you go under our history or something section. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, so it's up there as well www.martinigiant.com. Martinigiant.com. And I've actually been told I went to a conference, uh, well, my conference, uh, at uh, uh, Total Chaos in Bulgaria. And there was a guy who was one of our speakers there. He goes, 
I pass along that specific episode of Martini <laughs> Giant to all of my friends and goes, listen to this. Oh, my God. I want to see that version of the movie. That's that's an epic one. That's and an epic so one. that is amazing. So that's really cool. So um, uh, And that was from uh, uh, John San Giovanni, uh, mm-hmm. who's an amazing guy. Um, then uh, – anyway, so – so that's a really good one. And then you do Titanic, and I have never seen Titanic, and you remind me of this all the time. It's true. And I hear this, and I have no interest in it because – Why don't you have an interest in it? I'm just curious. I just have interest. And listen, the thing – What was your perception of it when it came out? It was just – it was like cats. Yeah, sure. Right. It's like overhyped BS emotional I have a theory about this. And I asked my daughter. It's like, I have to watch Titanic. Have you ever seen it? And I asked my daughter. She goes – no, I haven't. I heard it's a good movie for girls that are really sad. <laughs> She's exactly right. <laughs> Excellent work. It's exactly correct. <laughs> I was I was watching this movie and I kind of was like the way my – wasn't my emotions. It was just the way it was going. I was like it really – I have the feeling I have when I watched that movie that I – I think I suggested you guys that I like the Christopher. I can't. I'm bad with names. Which one? Walking? No, the Christopher Reeve thing that we saw. Oh, uh, somewhere in time. Somewhere in it's time. Somewhere in time. It, yeah. The way that That's, was moving along, right. and the way the, the the class structure in it, like, right. but the abbreviated class structure, yeah. like, I'm very wealthy and you're not, yeah. and I seem like my life is happy, but at the end of the movie, it won't be. Yeah, exactly. you know that kind of stuff. And we, it, we might go so far as to say cartoonish. <laughs> yes, yes, but there was a, there Highly was aspects of that. I was like, oh my god, this is somewhere in time. I Absolutely. felt this, the but there's still, and you know what? I sure. think it is. I think it's the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I I I agree with you. And the pastel, so the colors, with- and the music. You're like, I feel like I am being tugged a little bit, like a Hallmark card. Oh yeah, it is. You oh. know, there's a cat if- with a paw, and Absolutely. it's so. Cute. I was at the Walmart and I saw it. I was like, I can't buy it. It was I the next aisle over, it. and I already put my stuff down on the counter, and I had to pay for it, and I couldn't I, get it. I have to say, <laughs> before our heart can go on, I have to say that uh, that there is nothing that you can say about this movie that is incorrect. <laughs> I think that's the best way well, to look at it. You're, you're, it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go through my analysis as as. as um, objectively, mm-hmm. even though it's subjective as possible. But you are 100% correct, Eric. But at the same time, I start this movie and it started off completely unexpected, emotionally speaking for me. Mm-hmm. Because it started off as the most James Cameron fucking thing I've oh, ever God, seen. Oh, God, yeah. Holy smokes. It's like crystal It's all about light. me. Yeah, well, the abyss. It's the abyss. Yeah. And like, Whoa. yeah, but yeah. it's all about yeah. what I like, which he yeah. likes to put himself under. Oh, he basically like. uses Bill Paxton as his proxy. Like That's Bill right. Paxton yes. is essentially him is James Cameron in this movie. Right. Yeah, and, he, and he is more than happy to. I mean, like, I have to. I, you did a great job, though, is working with Bill Paxton in the. Was that you? With the guy with the beard? With the guy? <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much. I wouldn't know if anyone was going to notice that. The guy, like, the guy, the guy, it, the, the, the guy who explains it, the animation. Yeah, yeah explains the animation to the lady and she goes, uh, thank you, but it was different the way I experienced it. I, uh, I, I was looking pretty good back then. You were, dude. I was, I was like, pretty tight. Yeah. 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 I don't know if we really need, do we need to do a synopsis? Because like, we, you would need to do a synopsis for me. 
Uh, here, let's see. But, okay, I, but, but 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 now that I've seen it, because mm-hmm. I'm like the last person on the planet that has not seen who, it. Someone someone has not seen this. So let's do the the 30 second rendition of oh, Titanic. No, mm. you can do it. We can do no, it. No, 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 no. You know what? Um, the boat sinks. Okay, <laughs> there, <laughs> done. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, I think it's gonna actually no. I I would like because I've heard it from you, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be thirty seconds. I'll give you a, a, a full five to ten minutes if you'd like to, because you do a very good analysis of why you love this movie. Oh, and right. I want to re, I want to go through that again in my head. Right. And then now that I've seen it, I can tell you. Okay, so something. I'll do the abbreviated version of of the Titanic monologue okay uh, that that will, that will like, just just go for it all right so i i love the, i love this movie i love this movie. clearly love anyone this movie. who's listened to this podcast knows you love this movie i think but but i don't love this movie and like uh let's see like i uh, anything like i said anything you can say about this movie is correct like any kind of criticism that you can level at this movie that uh that is within the realm of like reason you know, uh, as opposed to just hating something to hate it. Like if you say like the acting is terrible, it's really hokey or all this stuff, like all these things are essentially true, you know, like, uh, like I would definitely point out like right off the bat, I would say like, um, respect to the, uh, the woman who played the old lady. She is very, very, very bad. She's a very bad actor in this movie. (laughs) Like she's bracing. I, I always, I always forget how bad she is, but she is like, she is, She's bad. She's the one thing in the movie that is bad, not fun for me. Where I'm just like, like, oh, let me tell you a story about the Titanic. I'm just like, that's the that's the bad end of the Hallmark card. I had heard that Cameron was like, you old bat. He kept screaming at her, <laughs> and her blood her pressure was going so high. <laughs> that's it. You uh, horrible actress. It's, it's, uh, it's actually um, that's Michael Bean under an enormous amount of makeup. The uh, but the uh, but. So all respect her. I'm sure she's been wonderful in other things. She's the sort she's of weak, dead. She is the weak link. In she this was movie 175 years old. Yes, she yes. died not long she after that, a, right? I believe she was a, at least a early 30s movie star, and um, uh, I mean had a long, illustrious career, and that's wonderful. And I'm sorry if to I don't mean to insult anybody by saying that I Too thought late. she was bad, but she was. Too she's the she's mm. what I think people think you're getting with Titanic. Like this is no. like the super syrupy nope overcooked nonsense um second on the bad actor list and i'm gonna make re- real friends with james cameron here uh, bill paxton i love him and he has never been anybody but bill paxton he's also passed away um bill paxton plays bill paxton in every oh, movie he he's passed. ever that's yeah. right no yeah uh, no nope. is there a movie that he didn't play about bill paxton oh yeah well well he plays a little bit bill paxton but he was amazing in it mm-hmm. uh a and heist that, film no uh in uh uh um oh gosh we were talking about it with with billy Brady. bob thornton no um oh no i know the one you're talking about it's um a simple plan no i love that no movie. no bill paxton simple plan heist movie no oh, no i, I didn't that. say heist movie. movie i said oh, something we watched with brady oh. which is uh billy edge bob of tomorrow yeah, edge true. of tomorrow Oh yeah, he's great. He is great in that. He's Bill Paxton. He is, but he's he great. Is yeah. But I'm not saying I'm not saying Bill Paxton is a bad thing. It's great. But it is 100. I've never not seen. I've never seen him disappear into a role and be anything else. He is simply who he I is. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because because he's kind of a badass version of himself yeah. from you know 
uh, uh, what's not, not weird science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's, he's like the, he's either the really kind version of that guy or the really asshole version of that guy. Yeah. And then he's like in Aliens, he's that guy. So and he's a character actor. He's a character. He, like he's a very specific character okay. actor. And uh, and so like it's not that he's a bad actor in Titanic, but like he like I'm still let's not- get to the story and not talk about okay. the actors. That's true. But the, I'm just clearing the, I'm just clearing the deck per se. Story, I'm story, the, story. Yes, because, we, we'll get to the acting later. Yeah. No, the, I just want to say go those, through the story. No, because the the setup is uh, everything past that point. Between you seem those, to be making excuses. No, no, this is the everything past that point. Uh, I agree that it's hokey, but I don't think that it's bad. Okay, well, just uh, just get to the so story. This is the this is how I see it work. Okay, because the so it's like a guilty pleasure, like no. like a box of chocolates. No, 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 no. <laughs> This is this is how it works. Is Tell that the story. My, yeah, here it is. I'm, I'm I'm doing it. The the what makes this movie perfect to me okay. is its architecture. Okay, and, there you go. And uh, the reason the reason why I bring up the the sort of hokiness and the ba- versus the badness, the hokiness is the is the lubricant that makes this machine work. Okay, and uh, and I like I don't think just right off the top of my head like. If this movie were a rich, uh, well, uh, like if they had rich dialogue and deep character moments and well-observed, um, poignant scenes, it would be an incredible fucking slog. Like what it is is this unbelievable masterpiece of action filmmaking, and people don't think of it as an action movie because they think of it as a romance first, right? But it is not a romance movie; it is a disaster movie. And yeah, but that's what it is. I was watching that. I was like, this is fucking... It's Towering Earth, Inferno. Earth, Earth, earthquake. Earthquake. Earth, yeah. Bingo. You, yeah, we're on the same page. Exactly. It's also Starlight Express. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Stage thing. It's, yeah. it's with the lights and yeah, the dancers absolutely. and just this all is, this everything. This is a fucking... You're exactly right, Eric. This, is, this thing is a, is a... I shouldn't have done that? No, this is it. <laughs> this, 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 this is a show. This is a It production. was Starlight Express. Yes. This is, a, this is as close to a Broadway show as you're going to get. Yeah, you go through the engine room. Absolutely. This is 100%. The way those guys... With the luggage on display, carry that luggage right. up there. Because, like, why do you why do you so go to why do you go to see earthquake? What's the point of going to see earthquake? Why? I'll tell you why. Here, give because it to I me. want to educate myself and my family members on what to, not to do <laughs> in an earthquake. And also, you want to see Victoria Principal with big breasts. That's this is part of it. That's yes, part of it. That's absolutely part of it. Yeah, yeah. but like or movies like earthquake, like you go to. See I do movie. remember. I do remember when Eric and I worked on uh, a. <laughs> an arc fizz project together when i first met eric 20 freaking years ago or whatever it was and he and he was like what if we turn this animation into towering inferno and had charleston heston coming out of the window that goes let go of the rope oh my god yeah, i never should have built those 40 story monsters <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you get you get uh, you get uh, George Kennedy in there, and suddenly yeah. you're off, off to the races. Yeah, it's like that Chris be- was like, I want to be Shelley Winters. It's like, okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. fine. But imagine, like, that should be like the ultimate Arkvis project, like Towering Inferno. Towering Inferno, dude. Yeah, Arkvis. Yeah, in, uh, you hear that, Bernie? <laughs> like, it's a uh, Poseidon Adventure, Towering Inferno, all like, and so like all these all these movies came out in a big string in the sixties yeah. and seventies. This Towering Inferno, part of airplane, uh, airplane uh, or airport rather, airplanes. Airport seventy seven. San Andreas Falls. Oh, no, that was more recent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like all, there's the only reason to go to these things is to see shit explode and blow Raise up. Raise the Titanic was Raise made. Raise the Titanic, nineteen what seventy eight maybe. Yeah, was they, a, they filled it with. That um, was a book. 
It was a book and a movie. And they also they raised the Titanic with um, basically ping pong balls, right? That's they, what I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. And th- I think that's actually – How the fuck do you get ping pong balls to five miles You get deep? a hose and you stick it down there and you then you shoot the ping that's pong balls. That's of a lot of pressure. Ping pong balls. That's true. Uh, but I believe some form of that is something they actually do to lift boats now. That's they right. do. Yeah. They do. Right. You, uh, you can see on YouTube, for those interested, there was a, a cruise ship in, say, around Ravenna, like, um, you know, um, Piazza San Marco in Venice. Around there, there was a cruise ship that hit and it sunk partially and it, and it was really a, a disaster like four or five years ago, four years ago. And they had to pull that thing out yeah, right. and they did it. And What's interesting is they cut holes and they have seal sections. And so they have guys with welders go in and, and seal portions. So it's kind of like this bubble thing that you talk plus mm-hmm. jetting air yep. and yep. pressure in certain areas. So the will, ballast, you know, bring it back. Up. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty sophisticated. Yeah. And it's a, 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 a company from Holland or, uh, or. Oh, the Dutch are good at dredging. The Dutch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the no, it's Dutch a big, it's a big. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they are. Dredgers. It's a big Dutch. Yeah, because they have to Dutch. dredge everything around Amsterdam. Otherwise, the whole freaking city would be underwater. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> so, so a, their Dutch are like spectacular dredging. Like they, they travel the world. That's literally right. dredging. Uh, like, so like, do you know in like uh, uh, Dubai when they have those like islands they made out of yes. they look the like ju- the world? The, the those are all the Dutch that made that oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The islands that are sculpted to look like the, the world or, or yeah, a palm gotcha. tree right. or whatever the hell. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, they have a, a lot of practice. Yeah. Yeah. They know how They're to freaking like. I yeah, thought about they, it, but that yeah. doesn't make sense. But, uh, but yeah, no, the um, uh, these movies. I'd like to do that work, but I, I, I dredge it. Oh my god! You Actually, have, you have it not seems like to you say watch that. it. It seems really interesting. <laughs> it would be kind of interesting to be yeah, involved sure, in a project. Yeah. I mean, any sort of like large scale physical project like that is always sort of fascinating to at least yeah. watch a documentary about it for me. It's got to be, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of pressure. Though. But like, like Ra- Raise the Titanic was the uh, yeah that was the only other major that's Titanic. A, that's, film a, that's, that I've a, seen. that's a lot of pressure to that's, do that job. That is a lot, it's <laughs> un- yes, yes, it is. Keep drinking. <laughs> what are you drinking, by the way? I have it. No, we'll we'll get. To, okay, all right. Let's do this. This is part of it. This is part of it. Uh, 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 Dan has been very kind to bring in a bottle of whiskey that he does will not partake in because his uh, of he has uh, gone through his drinking phases many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very thoughtful to bring in uh, Teeling, an Irish small batch whiskey which is telling to go with the Titanic which yes. was built by the Irish the Irish it's, uh, they pointed out that's as Irish, they pointed out construction right uh, Irish construction did you see that thing I sent you about the auction which no what? whiskey auction oh, I oh saw yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah yeah man oh man that'd be nice two million a bottle that's pretty good yeah that's a pretty good deal I mean, you, I mean, you're uh, at, at that point. Like, can you actually taste it? Or are you so filled with shame? <laughs> like, I don't even know what that is. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> well, wouldn't it cost that much? Is it really worth it? Yeah, I don't. I can't. I honestly can't imagine that. I just want to be like a billionaire's friend and then taste it and then, oh, great! Be, I didn't yeah, pay for it. Then it's really good. Yeah. But I mean, like, um, yeah, back when we were at, at DD when we had uh, martini, uh, you know, martini evenings. Yeah. Um, we did high ballers, high ballers club. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we did pool together our monies to have. The occasional, uh, like very expensive, very very expensive glass of whiskey because you go to uh, what was it? What's the what's the place on Pico there? Um, 
uh, uh, Lincoln Fine Wines. And yeah, because we and we get yeah. a really, really, really nice, uh, uh, yeah. really nice bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, or the uh, or the, I can't remember the name of the bar, but the the, the bar the bar I'm thinking about in Pico where they serve like three hundred dollar glasses of things. Right. And we pass uh, that um, uh, the Daily Pint. Daily Pint. Yep. Really, really nice bar. Really great bar. Um, not a night, actually kind of divey bar, but actually a lovely bar with a great uh, couple of bartenders who are very knowledgeable about all of their booze. Um, but yeah, he really and actually, interestingly, the thing I you. like about them the most is that they're like a, a kind of a dive bar. No, we without extraordinarily whiskey is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, they, they have whiskeys there that will cost you three hundred dollars a pour. Yeah, but. It's not like a snooty place. It's, not, it, it's it, 100% it is a, a town bar. It's da- a bar. town bar. Yeah. And the people that will serve you uh, – by the way, I have never paid $300 for a, a glass of whiskey. No, I think we, – yeah, we did that once. We pulled a bunch of cash together. It was um, Tim and a bunch of guys. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think it's worth it. But it I did, is, I get, I did get – but it is good. I, I did get a, a, good, a good whiskey there, pour, and the guy is super cool about it. I was like, yeah, here you go. And he goes, you know what? You're going to want a little water. Yeah. So he's like, open it up. Open it up. And so he's like, okay. So it it didn't make me feel like, "Mm -hmm," you know. No. Yeah. They they know about drinking. He's got a, he had a proper Scottish accent and it all works. Yeah. If you, if you, uh, so on, I believe it's on Pico. uh, Cheers. uh, Thank you. Pico and maybe 20th or somewhere around there. Let's let's try this teeling small batch. And, uh, that's me on my coffee. And, uh, we recommend the daily pint. That's that's pretty um, good. Yeah. Whiskey. Yeah, it is very whiskey. good. Yeah, like it. Irish whiskey, I nice. like it. Nice. There we go. I uh, do. So to the okay, story. To the story. Uh, the whole well, the whole idea of a disaster movie is to see things explode. Like that's basically what you're yeah. going there for. That's what you're paying the ticket for. And so you watch a movie like Tower Inferno, and they have a bunch of shit they want to blow up. You need an establishment. Yeah, and you need things you know, like you need to show the stuff before it blows up. You can't just cut to it. it Blowing up, you have to have a have a, a you know like there's all these five visuals. acts to display. Yeah, like this. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of stuff that you need to show, and yeah. then you later on you show it explode. So like if you have like towering front or earthquake or anything like this, the way that they have traditionally handled this structurally as a as a movie is they go, okay, well we want to show this building and this building and that building over there and this thing. They all have to collapse. So let's have this little short story with a couple of characters here, and we're going to have a couple of B list stars who aren't doing you know. Uh, shitty TV work and they're going to be covering that part of the story and then we're going to have an unrelated short story over here with another couple of stars and and they just do this through the entire film and what you end up with is an hour and a half of really bad like scrapingly boring drama leading up to about 10 minutes of explosions right and with 25 characters that you could give a shit about any of these people and you're really just waiting it out till the final reel like the last 10 minutes and that's when everything blows up and what james cameron's revelation in this movie is is he looks at disaster movies and he realizes that most of the first 80 percent of a disaster movie is advertisement for the last 10 minutes and he's like i'm going to change the mix on that thing because we need a shitload less characters uh and we have more stuff to show and because it's the titanic we want to see everything the first hour and a half of that movie it's a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, three hours fifty minutes. Yeah, so it's oh yeah, three hours and fifty minutes. So the first two hours of the movie yeah. are an advertisement for the movie that you're going to be seeing. Right? Right. And so the 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 way that he handles this is he says, Okay, so we start the movie off and it's called Titanic. So you probably already know 
what's going to happen in this Ironically, movie. some people did not. Some people did not, right? <laughs> so to handle that group, right, they don't start it off in the past. They started off um, in the present day with Bill Paxton. Right. And he's like, my God, it's so sad that uh, the Titanic sunk. And you go, oh, if it didn't know that, now I know it. The Titanic sinks. And it's like, and there was a gem in the bottom of the uh, Titanic, the gem. There's a gem that I want. And we're going to go and investigate the sunken ship of the Titanic. And it's famous. And you go, great. And there's an old lady. And she's going to tell us the story of, uh, of, the, of, of the Titanic and how it sank. And she comes in. And they're like, so here's what we've uh, figured out about how the Titanic sunk, old lady. And they show a little video of uh, CG Titanic sinking. And this is like a trailer for the movie that you're about to watch because you watch it and they're like, and here comes the Titanic. And you can see it gets hit by the iceberg and then it starts to tip up. But then it's too heavy. So it starts to crack in half and the lights go out and then it starts sinking. And then and like the whole thing is showing you what's going to be happening in the movie. And you're thinking as an audience member, I can't fucking wait to see that movie. That's going to be incredible. Oh, my God. Right. So you're. But right. it's also dissected in a very. Uh, scientific way. Yeah, clinical. I actually remember the very specific National Geographic uh, magazine that showed the pictures of the Titanic underwater that right. happened before that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it was like – they were like, oh my god, it's split in half. Right. They didn't know that. And they basically do that again in this movie where they show yeah. you submarine footage of the Titanic. Right. And all the shit that went – so you see like the – you see the end – what's beyond the end of the movie is like here's where it's at. Like it's a rotted hulk. It tore apart here. All this beautiful artwork is wrecked. Everything. So it's telling you this is what you can look forward to in this movie. Like it's advertising the end of the movie. Right. right? Um, and then you have the little old lady and the little old lady is there to tell you the story of the love of her life that she met on the Titanic. Right. And you will notice that there's no little old man with her. So he's going to die. That's what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's the subtext. They don't say it, but you know that if he lived, it wouldn't be like, and then I met him on the Titanic and it was wonderful. And we were married for about four years and then it fell apart into a divorce and got cancer and died. And, Anyway, I'm here to help you find your gem. Like that right. story isn't what happens. Right. It's going to be the love of my life. He's not here. And now let's watch the movie. Guess what happens? Right. Right. So you already know, even before they go back in time, that uh, the basic outline of the plot. Right. And, uh, and like you can tell, like there's a drawing of her and she's naked that you know that he did. So you know there's going to be some sexy, sexy coming up. Like right. all this stuff is coming. Right. And then it goes back in time. And we're on the, uh, we lead up to the Titanic and we meet Jack and Rose, who are the two thinnest possible characters of all time. Like there's nothing to be said about anything about their history or anything. Like they're as thin as can be. They're like a single line. Like it's a rich girl. And he is a poor boy. That's the end of their character descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. They're, bu they're incredibly handsome. I thought the best one was his Italian friend. Oh, Fabrizio. <laughs> Fabrizio. <laughs> Fabrizio. What's awesome is I like the Swedish guys, though. <laughs> the Swedish guys also. But Fabrizio's <laughs> accent was Fabrizio. like, Fabrizio. Oh, I'm Fabrizio. Hey, we got Olive Garden. He kept pushing Olive Garden. I thought that was a cross promotion. I, I really did. I know. I mean, like, I was so sad that he had all this computer technology and they didn't include the part where he jumps up and hits his head in the ceiling and coins fall out. It's really <laughs> too bad. But Fabrizio, Fabrizio, is the best friend. Cosi vai? Me, here we go. You're my friend forever. We go see the Statue of Liberty. Hey, 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 It's the most ridiculous. We go to the Olive Garden. Oh, you can eat. What's amazing is that Fabrizio. 
Leo in this movie does not seem out of place. Like he's exactly as much of a caricature as everybody else is. Like Fabrizio is not wildly drawn in comparison Ugh. to Jack or Rose. Like it's all a car- it's all basically nothing. A cartoon. And that was the thing about him. He would never get sad. Oh, nothing. Fabrizio's always got it for you. Always man. excited. Yeah, he's always got it. It's a, smile. a sinking, but it's a fun. The oh, bubbles no. will come up on my nose. <laughs> the, the tower is about to fall in my face. Uh, like, oh, I'm Fabrizio. <laughs> So yes, yeah, so, so Fabrizio, you got like he follows Jack. Okay, so Jack and Rose get on the Titanic, and Jack is poor, and Rose is rich, and Rose is trapped, as you said. She is unhappy because she's living in a lifeless, high class environment, and she's a dirty whore. Yeah, what? Right? No, that's what? In the dark okay, cat. that's later. But yeah, the uh, and we meanwhile you have Leonardo DiCaprio. Jack is who just won last minute tickets on just one on the, on the Titanic, and he can sneak on board and blah blah blah, and he's fantastic. You know. Third class. Third class. He's third class. But we can see that third class people are full of life. Like Fabrizio is. You know, like everything's exciting and cinematic at the land of the promises and the opportunities. And so you have these two forces. You have obviously boy and girl, you have rich and poor, and you have essentially Jack's argument as a character is life, excitement, live in the now, right? Yep. And then her argument is I want that, but I'm stifled and I like everything I'm I'm living in a gilded cage and everything's terrible. And she is to be married to, of course, the greatest actor in the film, Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane. Billy Zane, who is almost a... Who's the mummy? He is like a Steamboat Willie villain. Like, he is unbelievable. And he's, he's fantastic. Like, he's absolutely fantastic. The most cartoonish bad guy I've ever seen uh, I, on screen. I was... I was at some point, I was hoping there was going to be some form of redemption. Oh, no. But no. 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 He is made of evil. He is he, pure, He, he pure might badness. as well be, like, having, like... Like mustache twirling. He doesn't have a mustache because he top. twirled it off. Like yes. that's that's how yes. hardcore he and is. And the top hat. Of they also do this thing where it's in like in the older movies. You see how people they depict wealthy people as um, you know insensitive or rude, mm-hmm. and it's always with the valet guys. So oh, yeah, when they absolutely. pulled in, it's how they like all this the luggage, the worst. and they're just like rude to the r- luggage and guys. It's I'll, like, I'll all honest. this luggage, that is, I gotta that carry. Is, I, that is the one, uh, the, the hopefully the worst judgmental aspect of my entire character is if people treat wait staff b- badly in front of me, I will never forgive them. Like I can't, I can't even believe I know, but they use that, that device. Do, just, just don't cry in front of the Mexicans. But they, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> Where was that? That was from Once Upon a Time, oh, in, Hollywood. Upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Just don't, 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 don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Oh, you <laughs> racist wife murdering hero! What? <laughs> Amazing film. Uh, so uh, you have these incredibly simplistic characters on both sides, but nothing more simple than Jack and Rose themselves. Like, right. there's absolutely nothing to say about them. But they're incredibly beautiful. You know, they're beautiful, and the set is beautiful, and everything is gorgeous, and the photography is gorgeous, and all the set, like everything you're seeing, is lavish. And for Almost two hours, uh, they take you. Their entire purpose is to take you on a tour of the set. Like that's all they do. She's rich, so she can hang out with the rich friends, the captain, see Picassos, and all the fancy cutlery and the all the dishes and shit that are going to fall off the walls. And they meet the guy who designed the Titanic, and he's really nice. And the guy who paid for it, who's a real douchebag, and he's setting up all these like people that you're going to see that you're going to they're going to get come up and send. You're going to love when they die, and all these things are going to be falling over and on fire or burning or like everyone's drowning, whatever it is. And then they do it with Jack. 
And Jack is all third class, and he's like, here are the Irish that are going to drown, and here's all the hard workers. In the, and like, What happened to the second class people? People like me. Yeah, come on. Just the middle, <laughs> the middle managers. What about those guys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, actually, I think, that, I think those guys are represented by the, uh, the band that plays on. They're, they're just like, well, I guess we're screwed, but at least we have nice coats. <laughs> That's bad. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like the, the point of Jack and Rose as, as mechanisms in the story right. is – to give you an exciting tour of this movie that will be starting in approximately two hours. We have right. so much shit to show you. It's going to take that long. Mm. Uh, but also because they're so Kinda simple. like this podcast. Yeah. And so like <laughs> said, said, but in the end, you'll cry. Uh, and, but because of that, and because they're two incredibly likable actors, you know, like uh, uh, DiCaprio and uh, Winslet are awesome. They have great chemistry together. And like you see like her get more excited and sort of on fire from hanging out with Jack. And it's more and more editorially exciting as they, you know, go see – cars and they have sex and cars and all this other stuff that's happening. But all that is really happening is an advertisement. It's a two hour long advertisement for the movie that is going to be starting right after they hit the iceberg and they hit the iceberg at exactly the middle of the movie. I looked at it on my watch. I was like, like it is virtually to the frame Mm. is when they strike the iceberg. And the moment the iceberg is struck, right? uh, They, uh, they, start the actual film which is a two hour action film there's no movie outside of mad max that is that packed with action like every single scene after that is high tension big budget crazily orchestrated action with thousands of people you like you go to like uh uh uh, what towering inferno it's 10 minutes Maybe. Yeah. You know, this is you like, I don't think there's any movie in history where you're getting so much for your dollar of what you are paying to see as this. It's literally, un, it's impossible how much he squeezes into this film. And this is where it really turns into a James Cameron movie. Like this is where everything he has set up starts falling like dominoes. And the action is just breathless and wildly entertaining and darker and scarier and like you're in a ride film before you know you you spent two hours with two two characters that are supposedly in love so you think your mind's thinking it's a romance and now they're in this breathless action film and you kind of care about these incredibly simple characters because you spend so much time with them and when worse and worse things start to happen even when Fabrizio is killed like you're invested in them even though they don't really exist on the page at all. Like mm. they just exist through editing and structure and the handsomeness of their performance and chemistry. And out of that, like uh, because you're invested and the reality of what is happening, like the, the, the basic background reality of this is a real event. Like it is, this is not a realistic movie in any kind of tone at all. But the fact that in the back of your mind, you know that this was an actual thing that happened there is a kind of actual dread that creeps into the movie because you are like, you're seeing people really like seemingly really drown. You're seeing that the terror of, of the third class go under all this stuff. And the, the fun of watching things explode starts to turn into a horror movie instead of a fun movie. And then because these people are really in danger and you're so invested over four hours of worth of time, they're in a sea of dead, frozen people and children in the end of the movie, and you care about them. And it's, it's a magic trick that they don't exist in the script. 
They simply exist in the movie. And I, I cry every time I see that. I cried again when I watched it uh, yesterday. Like, it's so fucking effective because it's not, it's not a screenplay. It's not a story. It's an event. It's an event of a movie that's built like the perfect emotional roller coaster that is so fucking breathless that it tricks you into an experience that you essentially resist at the beginning because of its like hoary sort of nonsense cartoon hallmark um, presentation. But even that is part of the trick. Like that's the that's the waiting in the line at Disney part. And when you're actually in the ride film, this movie becomes emotionally irresistible on a vis- visceral level that has nothing to do with character writing. And at the end of the movie, when it when it gets like it says, okay, now we're going to bring the emotions and the corn corny back up. I'm you're I'm too invested to not care. Like I would love to sort of blow it off, but I can't. It suckers me every time, and I get weepy. Like it is, it is. I wouldn't say it's James Cameron's best movie. I would say it is his best built movie. And the reason why uh, people loved it so much isn't because people are dumb and they're suckers for corny entertainment. Like it's because we're all secretly suckers for corny entertainment and you can't build a machine that works better than this. It was a ride based movie. Yeah, it is. It's a ride. It's and a people perfect like the amusement part stuff. Yeah. And but that's that's the thing is like most the problem with doesn't mean it's less entertainment. It's just that's the style that they like. Right. And the thing is that like uh, unlike any other ride film in history, it it tricks you into actually uh, being there emotionally in some present way. Because like you go into a ride film in any other, any other sense, like even when you talk about ride films, essentially like Earthquake, but a ride films like a Disney, like, you know, you're in a ride. And at some point in Titanic, it's just gone on for so long that you, this is just what you accept as the story. And I think that because he makes you buy into that even a little tiny bit, that's what hit it for everybody. And I think it's really magnificent. It's like one of the most magnificent bits of filmmaking I've ever seen. And even though there's movies that he made that I like better, like Terminator, um, I don't think he's ever, I don't think, I think very few people have ever made a movie as uh, incredibly powerful through sheer functionality as, uh, as Titanic. It's unbelievably good. That's my argument. Very good argument. Very good. Thank you. I'm impressed. Thank you. I, I tried to trim it back, but. I, get very, I mean, like, you should see me at the end of this movie. It's like, that's a weepster, boy. That gets me every single time. And like, I showed it to, like, I showed it to my kids. They cry. <laughs> you know, like, I showed it, like, every time, like, every time this movie. Is it because also you know, you get to know the people, but, yeah, it took a while for you to get to know the people, right. but you know they're going to die. Oh, with the inevitability is the key, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's what I mean by the, they tell you that, they essentially tell you Jack is going to die. They tell you the boat's going to sink. They tell you everything that's going to happen. And there's where Cameron has these masterful touches is that essentially the movie is about death. Like ultimately the movie is about dealing with the fact that you're going to die. And then, so you have DiCaprio, like when she is running to commit suicide, she's going to jump off the back of the boat. He is lying there on a bench and he's looking at the stars for a really long shot, you know, and it's a really sort of beautiful, weird shot, mm-hmm. you know, and he's thinking about this uh, emptiness, this vastness, you know, and this, and it's a very, it's a weirdly spiritual moment in this movie. And she is thinking about killing herself. You know, these are the things that but she really wasn't. Well, I mean, yeah, she's emotionally reacting to it. He's having the deep experience. DiCaprio is having the deep experience. She's just like reacting to the nonsense of her life 
and 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 sort of colorfully overreacting to it. Um, but both subjects are essentially about existence and the inevitability of the story and the sort of the 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 fact that it's real seeping in. That's the stuff that that gets you by the gut in this movie. That is cartoony as it is. It uh, it it pulls the rug out from uh, underneath people every time they see it. I think that's that's why it works. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's the end. That's my the end of my long rant. But that's my uh, that is a that is a real favorite movie of, of mine from many uh, many years. Yeah. So, I kind of I kinda, sorry. go ahead. I kind of always saw it as like I think he had such enormous success with Terminator prior. And aliens. Well, no, but the last film he did was oh T two, yeah, that's right T two. That I felt it was like oh sorry, it was kind of a semi vanity project. Oh, without a doubt. And yeah. I just, I I think even the detail where he did that horrible drawing of her, <laughs> and it's his hands. It's his hands, his old man hands. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> it was such a vanity project, right. and I was kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it could have been two hours. Sure, but then you get then you get an hour of explosions, right? I guess that's my argument. It's like what I really want to see is a whole lot of fucking mayhem, you know. And if I'm going to pay fifteen bucks for it, I want it to be two hours. You know, it's just like I want to, I like I could deal with an hour. I mean, most action movies are an hour worth mayhem, and this thing is uh, because of the sort of the pretense of it being a, a sort of a serious love story. Like it it uh, it lays the groundwork for the the secret show which is you know fucking more action than terminator yeah i always see him like he's a very he's smart guy and he's very talented obviously but it's a um he's really technical yeah totally and i think um it's almost like the times where it's like you know we want to hypothetically speaking you know the the not hypothetically with the artwork doing, no, I'll do it. I'll do it myself. It's fine. You know? <laughs> right. But it's just like, it's right. just, he, there's, when it comes to the emotional stuff or like somebody being real, yeah. it's like, okay, quickly, you just walk up there and just say, you're, you just, you know, say a rich thing. And it's, what would a rich guy say? Okay, go, say it. And it's just like, okay, but when that wave comes down, I want that life preserver oh, to yeah, flow through it, and yeah. come right. And right. so it's, it's really catered to like the effects stuff has more love in it than the dialogue. The dialogue and the people. And so it's really just a kind of a self – and it almost is like, look, I went down there and I went deep and we saw the Titanic and this is the first idea that came to me when I saw it. I was like, what if I fell in love and and the safe? And it just – it seemed there was like a little bit of vanity and I think because of the strength of him as a director and obviously world famous, maybe that three hours was like, all right, let's do it. I know he fought a lot over it. You know, during the making yeah, they of split it, the production. They're so worried about how yeah, much being spent. that's right. But it's like, I mean, it's it's great. Uh, look, I always see making a movie is an achievement. Yeah. So to make it, you've succeeded. Yeah. You know, like even the directors, I say, I stuff is boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's you know, or it's the theme park ride. Done. Yeah, yeah done. and I just, for me, I always just see. I like I I like to see more. I like to see my movies more like, um, you know, more like in not in a sense paintings where there's no movement, but personal or in a right. se- more in right. a sense of like it's that guy's vision and that's the way he works. Like John Ford, sure, you just knew his thing, you or know? Or, uh, or smoke, 
right? Yeah, right. that kind of shit. Absolutely. It's like, okay, it has more of a second viewing pleasure for me. Yep. And the stuff that's ride-based, it's like I have a lot – it's Towering Inferno. Absolutely. And it's cool, but after a while, it's cool, hokey cool. Sure. Or Earthquake, honestly, I, the last time I saw Earthquake was a couple of years ago. I was like, God, I couldn't realize I, – I was like, holy Christ, Victoria Principal is so hot when she was younger. Oh, that was the only thing I wanted. I, I, like, I super, totally forgot she was in it. a bad movie, but it's a super entertaining bad movie, and she is beautiful. And yeah. George, and George Kennedy is fucking, fucking awesome. Great, but it's still like – but those tempos, you know that the earthquake is coming. Sure. Whereas you already know that the ship is going to sink. Right. So. Well, I think you put it. I you, think know, you, you know what's interesting? So there's a, there's a, there's a moment where you're like, let's, let's say you're going to buy a car. Look, and you've researched that car on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen all the YouTube videos. You've seen all the pictures. You're like so excited to buy that car, that right. specific, you know, whatever it is, you know, model, whatever. And then you actually buy the car. <laughs> right, 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 right. And now that you have the car, you're like, oh, I've seen all the videos. I've seen all the things. Right. But now I own the car. But now I own the car. Right. And it doesn't – I didn't realize that. Or right. that's smaller than I thought or that's right. bigger than I thought or whatever it is. Like it's just it, different. You just it's know just that different. Right. So that was my experience with this movie because it's so, so hyped up. Sure. Absolutely. Right? But when I saw it, it was it, – there was a vastly different experience than I thought. Right. Right. Uh, and what was interesting about it was – first of all, it started off like, like Alien, mm-hmm. right, which was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Because you're thinking, no, this is going to be pure chick flick, right? No, nope, sure. it's not. It's not a chick flick. No, it's macho from the start. It's macho, yeah. macho, right? And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, it's totally Tell me James, what happened on the Titanic. J- J- James Cameron with all the technology right. and all this weird shit, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then we go through, and then and then the character building, and you're 100 percent right. They're all like, oh my god, vapid characters, yeah. right? Cornball. Other weird things that happen. You're absolutely right. The cast is way smaller. Focused, yeah. almost in, almost indie film focused. Yeah. There's really only like four people in this movie. Like right. the rest is all background. And it's like, oh, that's interesting because you would have thought it was a giant cast of characters. Yeah, not super small and efficient. Th- yeah, but it's also because the sets and everything, the the scale of it was so big for yeah, them. But to no, but it's it. not. They've had, they've Actually, had big movies like this where they have, but the like scale, an earthquake has like here's another 20 thing that, characters. Here's the other thing that's and, weird: is the Titanic. Is way smaller than I thought it was mm-hmm. because clearly James Cameron spent a lot of time researching the Titanic yep. and he made it to scale and they looked at everything. He made it very slightly smaller, very slightly smaller just because of budget. They, they reduced it by like – I forget. It's like a certain small percentage. So it's feet. about like – it's about 30 feet smaller in the movie than it is in real life or was in real life. But still, yeah. It's, I mean it's just okay. – it's a big boat. Like for what it we, is, but it's not. It's not even clear. Not it's even, not like a what we would think of today. It's like a, like an ocean liner that we see today. It's yeah, like yeah. A, a cruise ship, cruise for like the, the Norwegian yeah. or Disney cruise ship, is like three Titanics. Three Titanics, <laughs> exactly. Easily, yeah. right? So this thing is way smaller. Yeah, and that's another thing that was surprising. Like, huh? And then I looked at you know all the because I've seen them. This is the, the, the weird thing. I've seen them obviously from the digital domain reel and having worked at digital domain, having 
walked by the freaking model of the Titanic yeah. at yeah. the at work every day. Sure. And I'm like, seeing it in the context of the movie, I'm like, it's a fucking small ship. Yeah. The deck, it's not that big. You and by the way, there. the deck is boring as fuck. <laughs> right. There's, There's nothing, nothing on going on nothing on the deck. On yeah, exactly. There's some deck chairs. Yeah, that's it. That no one is sitting in. Yeah. And that's it. It is just a regular boat. <laughs> it's a boat with a that's nice right. nice wood floor. Yeah. That's and that's right. about it. Yep. And the animation is pretty good for 1997. The effect for 1997. Seven is pretty good. Pretty, pretty fucking terrible couple, for today. Yeah. yeah, a couple people with club feet. Yeah, the, the big like, soft bonk, walks. Bonk, yeah. bonk, bonk, yeah. bonk, bonk. Anyway, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then when they walk around it, I was like, yeah, I got my bearings on this book pretty well, which actually I don't know if it's a criticism or a, or 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 whatever because I would expect the film to say it's such a big ship. <coughs> Excuse me, you can get lost on it, whatever. But like like no, no, no. I yeah, you went down the stair and it, yeah, you, blah, get, blah. you you it's a, it like give you a good sort of ge- geography of the ship. You, and right? that's actually pretty good. Right. In a sense, like oh, ge- to the point where like well, it's not that big. Yeah, it's not that impressive. It's just a, it's just a, it's a large boat. I mean, I think the the important thing is so that the scale, understanding the geography. But it was, the but it was really interesting as uh, someone that thinks about space. Mm-hmm. That spatially speaking, the Titanic was well said on the ship, mm-hmm. but to me, I w- I expected it to feel much bigger. Sure, right, right, but it wasn't. Right. Um. So spatially, it was. An interesting journey through that right. through that first hour and a half as they go through the whole thing. I couldn't give a shit about the story. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing there. Like they're they're just running around. And it is there. so fucking cliche. Oh yeah, Absolutely. and that part of it, I was like, oh yeah, it's worse than I thought. It's right. terrible. Right. Billy Zane. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so, so His silly. mom. It's oh my god. Oh yeah. yeah. The unsinkable. Uh, unsinkable Molly Brown. Molly yeah, Brown. Yeah. Like ugh. Yeah. She was actually one of the better characters. Yeah. Kathy Bates. Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. Yeah, she was great. She, she's charming. You know what's really funny? Because uh, I, I saw this. And I was like, I swear, I there's a connection with my family and, and Molly Brown, the unsinkable Molly Brown. And yeah. I called my father, and he said, "Oh, yeah. he's like my your grandfather, so my father, Papa Sheila mm. from Philly, his cousin was a woman named Mildred Mildred Cobb. Mm. Her husband was Johnny Brown." He was on the boat. His what? mother was the unsinkable. Yeah. Oh my God. That's he's crazy. like, I was a young kid, but I knew, you know, that's Johnny insane. Brown. Oh, that's and, awesome. and I was like, that's the connection I knew. And There's he's like, oh yeah, that was, she was long dead by the yeah, time. Sure, but sure. Johnny Brown married Mildred Cobb, who's your, my second cousin. That's incredible. It's a that's small totally, world, isn't it? Funny. They're yeah, from Denver. Funny. He made his ton of money on gold. <laughs> that's amazing. Gold. They were semi penniless. And then he, he bought a large tract of land and it was like gold rich. Right. And so that's where they were like, like it was like a Hearst father. It was the same thing. Right. Made a shit ton of money fast, and then like become a senator. And so, uh, but he had the tobacco stain, you know, beard, mm-hmm. right. you know, and wasn't really well known. Uh, they didn't like him so much in Washington. Uh, but it's actually a great comedy show right there. <laughs> I, I agree with you. You know, so but the point is, yeah, that was it, and they made a ton of money. That's, That's why her funny. character was like more human and because she literally they just struck gold and right. they're super rich well, and in the movie they sort of they position her as the sort of like uh like essentially 
this is what Rose could be. Essentially, that's what she's there for as a character. It's like to give you an idea of like well, Rose she, could turn into an interesting person. Is the, or is, or is like character. this is like don't she is the she's the anti version of her mother. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's her role. Right. And it's so like obvious. Yeah, totally. All of it yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Honestly speaking, yeah, I mean, it's like there's there's nothing you haven't seen before done better and more interesting. So there was a lot of things like that. that were surprising to me and a lot of things that were like, this is what I thought and then it's worse than I thought, mm-hmm. right? So like the character building was worse was than I thought. absent. <laughs> well, no, it was there. They it's, were definitely trying to build yeah, characters. They're, they're, they're pure cartoons. They were, and they and were – Cliché com- setups. Yeah, yes. Looney Tunes cartoons, yeah, characters true. and stupid – Stupid, so. stupid, stupid, stupid. But the the things that surprised me were like the spatial understanding of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Surprising, surprising to me. Right. Or things that were what spatial understanding of the Titanic? Understanding like, the geography, the geography it, yeah. of it. Right. Like it was very like. Did it oh. matter? You wanted to feel confused when water's flowing. Well, no, in. I think uh, no, I think it's actually a very important thing because we've talked about this on on. Yeah, like, but uh, when uh, you're down gra- below the deck, it's like when you're down below the deck. It's it's uh, when you're down down the hallways and you just see a bunch of doors and white things. That. Yes, that is confusing, and that's 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 fine, and that should be. But it, like you know, the ballroom. The dining yeah, you need room, to know where the things ballroom, are the dining in room, relationship the elevator, to the deck, the front of the boat, the back you know, of the boat. I'll be honest with you. I'm wondering if he ever releases his six, seven-hour <laughs> right. uh, Yoko Ono edited right. Uh, right. cut of Titanic uh-huh. that you'll see there's a lot of like, you know, uh, there's a character saying, let me show you around the boat. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah exactly. You know, or like, you know, something where right. it's- Well, it was, it, they, they, they did, they all but did that. That's I mean, that's what they do. That's what that's they basically do. Basically, what so they do. so but it's, that, you that, don't get it though. So that part that part was that what part was uh, uh, you get it you, you get close to it right and it was okay enough for that but then you do get to that hour and a half into the movie and mm-hmm. like now you're ready for the sinking of the Titanic let's do right? this yeah right. let's do this thing I've now seen the whole show I've know, seen the whole thing and now I'm ready for it right. and I pretty much did exactly that I'm like and I hit pause like. I was exactly like you. I was like, oh, shit. I got another hour and a half of this crap. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Okay? Because it's been crap so far. Yeah. I mean, it's it, like I utterly agree with you on like trying to watch this as if it's like actual. It's been crap. It's 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 just it's just uh, it's efficient uh, uh, in what it's doing. But right. it's basically all set. But it pretty much tells you. Here's the other thing that's interesting. It's mm-hmm. like we've only got about an hour or so before this boat sinks. Right. And that's about as much time as you have in the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. it's pretty the much real time thing. Real, it becomes a real time film. Becomes a real time thing. That was interesting to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And as you're watching this, and you're slowly watching and witnessing everything that's happening, and the music stills playing, yep. and the guys are still on the deck, and it gets, it it does get really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really. Hard, and and it's difficult. It's mm-hmm. difficult. It's difficult to watch. And I'm like watching. And I'm like, I don't really care about these characters. And I'm going through this thing. And I'm like, uh. And it's like, it, it's hard. Right. And you know, as they're climbing to the top of the boat, and you see people falling, and it's like, it starts to feel a lot more real. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, when like people are like hitting the propeller after falling off the thing. That was so, an yeah. Andy Jones shot. Shout out to Andy. Nice job, Andy. <laughs> but it becomes more visceral. Like yeah. it becomes much more like you like uh, you become much more aware. Yeah. The physicality of what is happening. Yeah, and right. then as they get to the like, it's like hold your breath. We're about to like, it's going to suck you back. First of all, what the fuck did did Jack know all about physics? Oh, who knows? He has to know for the movie. That's fine. <laughs> like that's a that's that's that is the James Cameronness of of this movie. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. So so um so yes, and so she gets saved. Uh, and then it goes on way too fucking long after she gets saved. Oh, sure. Right. So to, at right. that point, I felt like I did with uh, the end of uh, Lord of the Rings where like, okay. <laughs> it's okay, Frodo. Frodo, you're going to die for an hour? <laughs> really? Yeah, Let's this is like a, the, the worst like Wagner right. opera ever, right. Right? right? So the end is a little too far. Sure. The, yeah. Who the fuck cares about the diamond necklace anymore? That's, I don't give yeah. a shit about yeah. it. McGovern. So – Ultimately, here's the thing, right? I watched it. I'm like, okay, finally, I've I've done it. I've mm-hmm. gone through this. No, I don't think it's a great movie. <laughs> right. uh, I I did not cry, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it's done. And mm-hmm. okay, yeah, and and there are some really interesting parts that I observed through this exercise right. and everything else. Uh, and then I went to sleep, mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck it, I'm done with Titanic. And then I fucking dreamed. <laughs> About being on a goddamn Titanic and dealing with that shit. That's a high through that night. Yeah, and I was like, "This only happens in like really powerful horror films." Yes, right, right. And this was a horror film. It's a horror movie. It is a horror film. This is that. I think you're exactly right. I think you're exactly. And the thing is, like, to sort of combine what the both of you said, like, my appreciation of this movie is. Because I think Eric, you're exactly right when you're saying like this is a vanity project for Cameron. Cameron, because like, like I think that I think that he is an interesting personality because it's his heaven's gate. It's his heaven's just gate, just with a lot more water. Well, it's it's like and he moisture. is. I I don't. I have no idea about James Cameron's personal life, but he is an extraordinarily driven person. Oh for yeah. Some okay. Oh yeah. What, whatever's making that happen for him, um, he's certainly well. You know, in the press anyway, you see lots of uh, sort of e- egoic based stories about him, you know, being really pushy, et cetera, whatever. Who knows? I don't know. I never, I never met the guy. I don't know anything about him. Um, but uh, with something, what he seems to do is he seems to create. Uh, like he was obviously invested in Titanic because he wants this is his vanity thing. It's the thing that he loves, and he wants to essentially pay for have people pay for him to be on the Titanic. Yes, but uh, at the same time, he sets the bar for himself so, so high that he has to himself scramble to make a good enough movie to pay back that investment. He puts so much pressure on himself, backbreaking pressure. Uh, and he, of course, that pushed that pressure on everybody else. But he creates a problem for himself uh, that he must solve or his career is over. And he seems to do this a lot. Like this seems to be his uh, sort of addiction. Uh, and Titanic he's is a risk taker. He's a, like, and he creates this out of the clear blue sky. Like there's no reason to fucking make Titanic and spend this much money on it. But he created this problem for himself and then he has to surmount it. And like any great filmmaker, like, it's like when we talk about Jaws, right? The reason why Jaws is great is because 
it wasn't working. Like the shark was broken. They didn't have and the money was leaking out everywhere. And like it was a disaster. And Spielberg had to think incredibly hard to make the movie work. And I think that that's what Cameron continuously does is he like he puts himself under so much pressure that he has to find a way to make this movie work. And the only thing, because he's not a dramatic writer. He's not a writer of dialogue. He's not like a deep director of actors. But in terms of like raw entertainment, editing, pacing, and staging, it's like the the pleasure I get from Titanic is like when you watch, uh, it's like like an athlete at the top of his game. You know, it's like when you watch, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Usain Bolt run. Like what you saying? You know, Usain Bolt, the super fast runner. Yeah, yeah. Right. You watch that dude run. Usain Bolt. Yes. Yeah. And th- and it's just it's just spectacular. Like you can criticize anything else you want about like his clothes or whether he's a nice guy or a bad guy. It doesn't make any difference when you see him run. And James Cameron in this movie, the movie isn't the romance between Jack and Rose. The movie is James Cameron has to make this worth my while, and he's running so fucking fast and beautifully. That all the stuff that he doesn't do very well doesn't really matter. What's weird to me is that, like, part of me also feels that you could turn this into a, um, um, uh, what's check the levels if you don't mind. I'm just doing that. Yeah, it's a little low. Thanks. So, so part of me feels like this film could have been a independent cheap film. Oh, the small scale version, sure. A small. There could have been yeah. something that's a little bit small about this film, right? Right. And and they could have, you could have almost done it without the massive expense of special effects, right? And it could have been. You could make this movie with the same size cast. You can make it a deeper drama that's ninety. Minutes I mean, you long. couldn't really because like you kind of need a lot of the water effects and the other shit going on, unless you did it all from. What would have been really cool as a drama is if you took all that action, right? Yeah. On the boat where he's searching and he's this sure. that. Imagine it's everybody in the in the boats and life preservers, mm-hmm. and that same action. She's looking for him or something. Mm-hmm. So she has to go. You know how they cling the boats together. It's almost like a little rope. Right. A little. You make a, a big a physical movie. Yeah. Still doing things. Sure. Yeah. It been. It would have been. because well, I mean, that blue was cool oh, at the dude. end. Yeah, that's great. I mean, like, I mean the, the movie they made the the low the ultra small cast the cast of one version of the movie they made of this is um, all is lost with Robert Redford. Which oh is yeah, an extremely good movie and low budget. J.C. Chandler, yeah, it's fantastic. And like he's, uh, and the whole thing is, a, it's a physical movie about repairing a boat that can't be repaired. You know, and uh, so you can, I totally agree with you. You can make there is the small scale version of this movie. Uh, I think that um, I think that you can make a a brilliant uh, indie small scale movie out of this that has more room for real performance. I just writing. wish because. There was a lot of things that were very weak in this film, mm-hmm. and the things that were strong were very strong. Yeah, sure. I totally agree with you. And I w- wish that the things that were weak were better. I, I, I agree. I, w- I wish that they The could. acting. Yes. The story, like the, the – I mean the, the dialogue and, and the, right. the, the first hour and a half could have been – Yeah. Like could have been more – like if they made it like – Better if I, maybe pro, and that's where I think he this. fails as a director because he's yeah. actually not a good director in terms of like r- real movie making. 
Well, like, uh, like he's a like, great visual well, effects supervisor. A, yeah, he's a he exa- not, thank you. Yeah, I don't. Think that's I, a good way to put it. He's I, a great visual effects supervisor. I have to but him. he is not an actually I, like. I mean, he's not. He's not a Robert. Of, you know, it depends old, on what you mean he's by movie. Not a, he, like, like he's a better director of actors than say uh, what's what's his name who did Gone with the Wind. Like where the acting is not particularly well done, and like you have a couple Shh. stars that, that do was it a different out. time. Yeah, yeah, but I can name a lot of directors like this. I mean, I think that like the it depends on what what your goal is in directing, like what your what what kind of movie you're making. I bet you Clint Eastwood would have done a yeah, fucking better into, version. But he's into he's into technology he but, more but than the people. The action and the structure would have been shitty. Like this is the thing is like the thing that the thing that's unique about the movie to me, is, the thing that it does better than literally any other movie, is. Uh, is how it's built and what it what it brings you to is unique. Like what well, the movie that it, that it is that is there that is great. You is, know who should have done this? Hit it. Still enough. Oh well. Uh, okay. <laughs> now we do have an answer. That's true. We do have an answer. But the uh, but the uh, the like th- I I think I think you're right. There's a there's a movie that is imaginable that is better than this that delivers what he delivers. However, yeah, okay, yes, that's a good way of saying it. Right, yep. um, but that movie has not been made in any form. Like that, no one has ever done what he does in this movie, and also directed the actors brilliantly. You know, like he's like, yeah. There's, I guess, like the way I look at it is like the, the it's like what I said with the like all the acting and all the the cheap characterizations and all this stuff. Like I know it's hokey and I know it's bad and it's sort of painful to watch because it's so cornball. Right, but I also need it to be this efficient if the rest of it's going to work so it it does the basic thing of being uh uh quick you know like it needs to do this first i would love it if it was also brilliant but it's not what i'm there for so i'm forgiving of that and so like it's like it's we always talk well, about it's this. details you don't want because it's a ride film yeah exactly i mean like if I, it's but like you I would. I do. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want that. I'm just saying like it's the last on the list of what I'm going there to the movie to see, and so I'm le- I'm willing to let that fall off the plate if he's going to deliver something that I've never experienced before, which he he does. Okay, so you agree that there's a lot of things wrong with this film. I w- I agree that the acting is generally very corny. The writing is okay. really really silly. And, I mean, like the dialogue is very silly, and the, the only thing that makes me like those characters is the actors themselves, who I love. Like, okay, the casting is great, and uh, and and makes it very very. And I'm not necessarily play. saying that 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 even though there's a lot of faults, you can still think that this is the best movie ever made. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but I was right. In the okay. sense that, like, I do not want to watch this movie because it's going to be a cornball head. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's come to the point now that I enjoy all the corniness also. But, I mean, like, okay. I can't – I can't uh, – like, I, it's not like it's not like I don't enjoy that stuff. I do. But, I, like, I can't imagine being – I can imagine that being good and it isn't. It, it isn't good. It's corny. It's made, like, corny bad, you know. But it, but it does what it's supposed to do. And whereas, like, most corny stuff is also bad filmmaking, and that's not what this is. This is extraordinarily fo- a well-focused, well-designed uh, action entertainment filmmaking, horror movie filmmaking. Um, mm. And if you look at things like The Terminator, The Terminator, I mean, I'm, I hate to insult all of Cameron's actors. Like, 
uh, the Terminator does not feature great performances. They neither are, does Avatar. And neither does Avatar. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I would say Avatar features his best directing of actors. And like, it's still pretty terrible. Yeah, like, I just and I always, and, it, and still has, has I just get this hands. thing. Is he fucking? And you're he right. doesn't like people. You're li- you totally not, yeah. nailed it. He's yeah. obsessed about the fucking details yes. and about technology, all the other, about the technology, and about and he the doesn't 3Ds. care about people. Yes. Just stand over there and stand next to that cool yeah, thing. And, and if and if that's not what shut I shut up, you meat puppet. Go there. Exactly. But this is that's the thing is like that that is what uh, what he is good at is what I am paying paying for. I want to see that's some it. good acting. If, it was, if there was some good acting and some good writing That'd and Bailey Zane wasn't a fucking like comical yeah, totally, stupid person. Totally agreed. But the thing is that like it's a ride it's, film. Yeah, exactly. So like this it's is a ride when film people, when and you get this kind of over dramatized kind of like the stuff like you go through like the haunted house in Disney it's like ooh the stuffy people and blah 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 right. it's the quick things but, and then like here come the spooks but I, I it's a ride you, film does anyone like uh, has I mean uh, and you like of, that outside, outside, of, outside of yourselves like the reaction largely for people was they cry tremendously at this movie yes because it's the music like I was saying that's part of it it's the music but if the, mu- if the music was it's, uh, it's, the, it's the thing of that movie I was talking I can't believe I'm that I can't. My memory is that gone, Fred. But I, what I'm saying, the movie, a His thing of not Fred. No. A t- time, uh, some. What the oh, uh, somewhere, somewhere in time. Somewhere, somewhere in time. time. That's. <laughs> it's so dopey, but at the same time, it still connects with me. It, well, that's true. But it's also like the thing is, it's it, it is the music. But I can like if you put the music. Uh, that music on Tower Inferno, it's still a shitty movie. It wouldn't work. You wouldn't cry at Tower Inferno. I don't Inferno. know why. Okay, so why am I, why am I forgiving of, of Somewhere in Time? Because I've seen it and I like that because movie. Because you know that he is going to never – you can – his attempt – and I actually think he probably watched Somewhere in Time to be quite oh, – I'm sure he loves and that. I, oh, my God. It's like yes, he – it's, it's a love affair that you know is not going to be complete. And you see it by seeing the old sure. lady on the ship, and then um, that he dies, and it's you just feel it's, it pulls at the heartstrings it's in a harmock way. It's but it's it's designed to do that, and it's successful at doing that. Of so course, that's, it's that's, successful. That's did you guys did you guys see on our on our Facebook channel today that someone replied to our uh, Philadelphia story and uh, uh, Bridget Jones podcast? Saying, oh, what did they say? They said that J.J. Uh, Abrams said that his favorite movie oh, is Philadelphia yeah, Story. This. Yes, that's right. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like J.J. Abrams' J. J. favorite. Abram. I, his Abrams favorite. is such a fucking puzzle to me. I don't understand I that think he's a cool guy. Oh, I mean, I his think, first I, he's movie super, was like, regarding Henry. Yeah, like there's a there's a different filmmaker in that guy. I, I think he's actually – he seems like a very nice guy and I like a lot of his movies a lot. He's a great entertainment Well, he's filmmaker. a nerd. Yeah, but like when you He's say Philadelphia story, I'm like, and I, and I mean that in a very yeah, positive absolutely. way. Absolutely, sure, yeah. sure, sure. But like that's, I think that's the yeah, that's really that's really fascinating because like you take something like like Philadelphia, I st- yeah, okay, go ahead. Like Philadelphia story, like that is a well written, beautiful like the dialogue, everything is like that's it's, it's one of the fucking most powerful female character movies I've seen. It's fantastic, and uh, please go back and listen to our podcast on that yep. on the page. Um, the but also, G, uh, what's her Gina Rollins? What was the Cassavetes film? Uh, Gloria. Gloria. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, the, but the thing is, I mean, this is what I'm saying: is like you're going to well, the movies that you're describing. Like, I, I love these movies. Of course, I love these movies. But I'm going to see Philadelphia Story because of the writing and the acting. Like that's why I'm that's what I'm paying for. And the comedy and the com- and the writing, right? And then that's yeah. like I'm. That's what I'm going for. I'm I'm going to go see uh, Smoke. 
because of the the direction, the mood, the characters, and the richness. That's what I'm paying for. The world. The world that it creates. That's yep. what I'm paying for. That's the ticket, right? That's the ride I want to go on. Like, that's not a ride that everyone wants to go on, but I def- myself, 15 bucks, whatever. Yeah, I'm definitely doing it. Patterson uh, with, um, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, the Jim Jarmusch movie with um, uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, it's another super slow-paced, beautiful movie, and uh-huh. I want to be in it. It's what I'm paying for. Okay, I'm actually uh, go go back to go back to 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 Titanic. Mm-hmm. What was interesting to me is the 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 power. There there was actually extraordinary. If there is a movie that exemplifies the uh, uh, a textbook version of world building, Titanic is actually absolutely it. true. Absolutely true. They they world build to the point where it's like this is the most cliche version of world building yeah. to the point where like but you I'm going to build understand I'm, what you're in. This is all about this ship. Yes. And you know everything about – and that's what I meant about like spatially understanding the yeah. world. That's like why I, the, and this is why the movie works, right? Because he builds well, – he, ge- he takes you – because he constructs this for there you is ge- a, geographically. There is a geogra- – geography. thank you. There's right. a geography about this that was very interesting. Yes. I was – that was something unexpected, mm-hmm. which I don't – like part of me goes like, well, uh, duh, Chris. You're watching a movie about the Titanic and so – there but it was well executed mm-hmm. because you know sometimes when you go through let's go back to your example towering inferno or san andrea or all these other right. disaster films they were you get they lo- explain you, you get lost in like where are they now i don't it's, know it, whatever who cares yeah, they, right but in titanic it's like oh no 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 go back no you, right. you it's like it was like a video game. Yes. Like, go back in that direction. Go up Absolutely. the ladder. Go this. No, no. And when, you have a good when understanding she, of When what she is, is trying to find him because he's handcuffed to yeah. the pipe, right. there was – it was like playing a video game yeah. level. It was a like, yeah. no. Go up the thing. Go up the yeah, thing yeah. Find the guy. Go, oh, the gate's closed. You got to get the thing. And they go – like, it, it was it was literally like uh, get to the next right. checkpoint yeah. in, in the video game. And and that's that's what I mean. It's like there's a the, – the unbelievable – uh, skill of that because that's the movie you're there to see. This is what you've paid to see. You're not paying to see corny acting. You're there to see this uh, very scary, complicated simulation of sinking on a giant ship. Uh. Right? That is the ride. And like, I guess my argument is that what is amazing to me is that it's so. It's like a ride film that is so well constructed that it suckers me into caring about the ride. And caring about the people on the it's ride. It's a historical recreation because a lot of people don't know about it. And they didn't understand the sense of like what was really behind it and the details of it. Like they give a perspective that you only read at the time and like the Times Herald. Sure. Like people floated, bodies floated, but you're there. So it's kind of like a history channel thing right. wrapped up with, you know, they had to put in the love story. But you see the, the thing go down and you see the ship. That was you cool. In it. it puts yeah, you in it. Yeah, it's a ride. Well, well that's, yeah, but that's the thing. Is like I, the reason why I push back against the ride description is because we use the term ride film now essentially to criticize Marvel films. Right? No. I don't. Well, I admit because I don't watch Marvel films. Well, because they're like ride films. Yeah, <laughs> Scorsese used the the term ride film. Yeah, I know uh, Marvel films, and I agree with him as a criticism. Like, like these are sort of like, you know, nondescript, vaguely fun, pretty well put together entertainments is what he means. Right. You know, and uh, and there's nothing. There's no Marvel film that is anywhere near as. Uh, visceral and horrific and tense as Titanic. Raging Bull. As Titanic. 
Like there's there's nothing like it. There's just nothing like it. And like and and that it's a ride film. Yeah, well, congratulations. If that's the fucking ride, that is that is a that's a monument of ride films. It's beyond ride films. It's mm-hmm. transcendental for ride films. And like and when it, it makes me question, like the point of going to a movie is to be. Uh, viscerally affected, emotionally affected by the things that you're seeing, whether it's dialogue, whether it's action, whether it, like you feel, you need to feel like you're in it. Like whether it's if you're watching Marriage Story. But the problem with, I'm sorry, no, the problem ahead. with ride films is as technology advances, your experience and, and what you know, it, it gets diminished. Oh, Whereas, with Titanic though? Really? Yeah, I think it's, in that, 10 years, look, I already it's, am it's looking It's already at, 20 years old. Yeah, and you're looking at it and saying, well, I mean, for me, it's, it doesn't, I think in another 20 years, it's going to be like the Tower Inferno now, at looks, the time. No, the, the, the Tower Now Inferno, it looks. It looks like, well, the thing is, Tower Inferno does two things. I mean, I still love, it's, I love it ironically because it's corny garbage. It looks bad and it's really boring. Whereas Titanic, like, yeah, there's some flaws in the effects. But the the craft is what you're that that is what the ride is. The craft is not the technology. The, the ride is not the technology. The ride is the craft of the filmmaking, and that's just forever. Like there's no way that's not going to be fucking exciting in a hundred years. It's still going to be exciting because drowning is scary, and they and he frames it so intensely uh, and puts you so in it. Yeah, but you really don't stunning. know the people well enough to, to feel the impact of the drowning. You, it's not about the people. It's about you being in it. That's what well, that's the ride film aspect. Like, like the people are there as proxies for you. Like they are a person to th- be there and to experience fear with you. But uh, like, I think that it is a. I think it's the wrong, um, the wrong way to approach a movie like Titanic is to say it's a lesser form of art because it's. I, I never said it was a lesser term. Kind of I'm not implying saying it's a ride film that it's a lesser form of art. I'm really not. I'm just saying. I feel like he really doesn't care about people so much, and it shows. And I think well, that's what I mean. Is that you, you value you value movies about people more than no? Movies it could about, be about animals. I, it doesn't have to be people. People char- character and emotion is. I guess, I guess what I'm saying. Is well, that, is that true? Look, I I just feel like I would like to. I don't like to see because it's such a beautiful medium filmmaking to see characters so two-dimensional because and it was off-putting because the effects and the world you enter was rich and three-dimensional in many ways but the characters were not as developed and that offset kind of made me think i'm just going to immerse myself in the world and not pay attention and then i'm like well fuck it's three hours and it's like so there was definitely I, I I swear I'm going to go back to this Dan Dan, um, Still. it's a vanity project. I think if there was somebody else directing, first time director with the same thing, it would be a two hour film, and there would be maybe focused, better characters. Yeah, it's stuff. I mean, I, I I agree with you. I just think that that I've seen movies that good of that type. Like that, that's that's look, all I'm arguing. I, as for. I said earlier, like, and it's not a cop out. If you make a movie of that caliber and it made a billion dollars, he's a successful director. I just – I watch it and I – it's almost like I know that he doesn't really like people because the, he doesn't want to spend the time or right. give them – He is he is not there to, to show the deep relationship between these characters. He doesn't care. Like the, the relationship he cares about is your experience in the movie. Like it's like you're the main character of Titanic. Is I guess what like that's the right. Well, this, right? well yeah, okay. So so Eric, he wants to tell this story and he wants to illustrate 
an extremely disturbing, like what it might have been like to be on the ship if this shit happened, right? right? And so he invents these two vapid characters, and he's clearly not good at this because it's like might he as well care. It's might as well a historical be, recreation. No, but no, I, I don't no. hate the film. I no, just, no, no. It's a historical recreation, but the characters are fake, right? Yeah. So. These characters that he makes might as well have been written by a 13 year old girl. No, in it's her the diaries, History Channel, right? Sure. And yeah. it was bullshit, Hallmark, whatever. Totally. totally. Right? So, so those people, which is the big part of the story that's pasted on top, mm-hmm. is the movie he made. But the pro- coming from someone who's just seen the movie two days ago and everyone else has seen the movie, that's the thing. The message that everyone takes away from this movie is these vapid characters. So that's – honestly, that's my problem. Right. Like Titanic is about Rose and Jack. I've heard that, about this for uh, 20 <laughs> fucking years. And, and, is this and amazing? It is, this is amazing and they you, right? talk about how amazing these characters why, why, are. Why do they and, think that? And it's – they are the worst. I know. Why, so why do people think? I agree with you. Because they're why, dumb. No, no. That's. I don't think that's true. No, I don't think it's I'm, that. I'm a I smart think... person. And I feel the same way. But I'm. I, I. I hope I'm a smart person. I feel the same way. I am emotional at the end of this movie for those characters. I agree yeah. with you that they are. They're not even written. They don't even exist. Like they're they're wax puppet props in the first half of that movie. So why do I care about them in the end? I don't know. Because the fucking movie is so well made, that's the movie. The movie I'm here to see is two hours long. If the movie, uh, let me put it to you this way: if the movie was four hours of the first two hours, that would be the worst movie I've ever seen. Right? The first two hours, if you think of it as the advertisement that it is, mm. right? And you simply watch the movie that you're there to see, which is Iceberg Hits, Let's Go, right? That movie is emotionally exhilarating because it is incredibly scary and thrilling and visceral and and like and 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 frightening in a in a deeper way than regular action movies are right and uh visceral in a way like that and those are the emotions that i am feeling that i am projecting onto these blank slates who are running around trying to find axes and shit like, the reason why I care about Jack and Rose, it has nothing to do with how Jack and Rose were written in the first two hours. That stuff is, you could cut that off the movie for me. I've Once I've seen it once, I don't need to see it again, right? But the last two hours are uh, the emotional experience via action, like, where I'm invested in the horror that I'm experiencing. And these two people, which I, and, like, they have been there the whole time for me, I can't help but project my own emotions onto these totally featureless blank slates. I'm wondering about this. Hold on a second, yeah, Dan. Yeah. I'm wondering if you got a better actor, actress for the old lady, and you spend more time on that ship, her talking about the love, just hypothetically, mm-hmm. and that gives you more leverage with her whether she actually shows Bill Paxton mm-hmm. – what she's wearing around her neck, which is heart-shaped, by the way. Uh-huh. And, and clumsily large. Yeah, and you can do 
kind of back and forth, back and forth, and then go to the flashbacks where – because you could have cut it that way at different stages instead of having such a long dinner scene and the Billy Zane chasing around. I I hear what you're saying. Like it's almost like if you had – if I had a little more emotional attachment to the old lady, maybe that stuff – I definitely think that that could be – I think all that stuff can be better. I think like I think and all the Telly Savalas role oh I think God. was no one can be better than Savalas yeah, obviously I think helped but like the uh, but that's the thing it's like uh, like I said before it's just like I can imagine all that stuff being better but I have never seen um, what he what he does with the later half of the movie I've never seen and the and no one has gotten to that point with this kind of movie before he has to do the work of the first two hours and he is the least competent person to be doing that work but it needs to be done and he does it efficiently enough that when it's done i'm like okay cool now we're gonna start the sinking like it does it's not as boring like the first two you know what's interesting is before i watched the film uh i was talking about it at work uh with my coworker, and he he goes what do you mean you've never seen titanic and i like i was like "Ah." and and then he was just recollecting a story is like Oh, my mom loves that movie, but she stops watching it once it sinks. That she only cares about the first part. <laughs> God. Well, God bless. I'm glad that she feels that way. But you know what I mean? That's great. That's great. Because there are people that that's, that's all they true. care about. That's, and that's absolutely they, true. And they're – What do they care about? The fucking – Corny love story. Corny love story. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and it's that's like – that's fair. Sure. That's true. So – so there that's my problem because the 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 the, the narrative that have, I've been fed mm. the entire time is the corny love story. Right. I think that that's is an what I've been told. I think that's an illusion. It's 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 them on the front of the sure. ship. That's what everyone. That's what that it, is. That yeah, is the let whole me put thing. Put it to you in terms of VFX, right? Why do people complain about uh, CG? Uh, okay, go ahead. I know where you're going, but go ahead. Okay. So, like, people complain about CG as if it ruins movies. Right. right? When actually they see CG all the time, they just don't know they're seeing CG. Right. Right. And if you look at a movie, say, like, I don't know, I don't know, the first Star Wars. Yeah. The visual effects in that, by today's standards, are disastrously bad. But nobody cares about that because the Actually, movie- it's still... Well, yeah, but I mean, you can't, like, you couldn't run that. To, I mean, like, yeah, uh, we can pick any movie at all, but I'm in an old yeah. movie where the effects are of their moment. Flash incredible. Gordon are terrible. Yeah, sure. But of their, in their moment, people are blown away and right. now they're not blown away. What holds on is Star Wars is a really good movie, right? Okay. And so you're okay with the fact that the special effects can be a little bit wobbly. That's okay because you're into the movie, right? Uh, but people who are having a bad time at a movie and the movie's really shitty, the first thing they're going to fucking blame is the visual effects. Like right. it takes a big hit. Right. And so they, they're just like, Oh, it's a fucking VFX just ruined that movie. Well, not like, with Ghost Rider. It, it was also the screenplay, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And I think uh, to an, to an, uh, to an extent though, I, I do believe there are people on the earth that would be perfectly happy with four hours of the kind of drama that is represented in the first half of Titanic. Um, for the most part, the reason why people were emotionally overwrought by it has nothing to do with that. They don't know where to put the uh, reason for it because the only thing, the only characters they saw were Jack and Rose. So they go, oh, my God, what a compelling, incredible love story. It's not. What they're actually saying is I was scared out of my fucking mind and uh, I saw people dying all around me and I had a deep emotional experience because of the ride that I was on. And these people were there and that they apparently have. The that's the story. only connection they have. And that's it. Like they're projecting this entirely on to these two extremely likable actors. Do you think you like it because 
You love special effects. No. And you're sappy. I am I am a sap for sure, but I, not because I like special effects. I'm not, like I am I am as prone to like uh really weirdo French films and good drama as I am to all. Uh, no, to I'm not Titanic. saying that. It's just that that's why you like this I, movie. I, no, I, I, I am by extraordinary uh, uh, editorial-based uh, filmmaking. I, I'm, I'm really glad we, we brought this film. I, uh, I'm going to admit it wholeheartedly that uh, I was dredging watching this film and I was really glad I did. Mm-hmm. And you were uh, surprised pleasantly by some of it. By some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard. I think it's uh, unsurmountably hard for right. me to see this film neutrally. I totally understand. What, what do you mean from. neutrally? Meaning like 20 years of. 20 years of fucking history yeah, sure. and memes. Yeah. And people dressing up in costumes and whatever the fuck is going on. You can't see this film from a neutral point of view. Right. Just in the same way that. You know, my wife couldn't see 2001 yeah, neutrally possible. or my Monkeys. daughter couldn't see The Matrix, <laughs> like right? Everything. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Right. So so it's hard, right? So uh, Titanic is the same thing, right? right. Um, but there, was, there were definitely things that surprised me and fascinated me in this movie. Mm-hmm. I still... I don't think it was a good film. I think it's I massively you. overhyped. Sure. I massively. Yeah. Uh, there are way better films than this. I think Cameron's made way better films than this. Like, I just think that he is, I think this is such a unique event. Uh, it's an important event. Yeah. And like, it's really revealing of it was what an, he does well. I, I, honestly speaking, I thought it was like, it was an, it was a weird experimental film, even yeah. though it's the most totally agreed. most uh, you know expensive, one of the most expensive it's movies, movies ever yeah, made, right. and and what you know made you know still in the top two or three most right. profitable movies ever or whatever it is. So none. Mm, well, for instance, fascinating. Like, if you if you take a look at because I think he has all the same skills on display in, of course, Aliens and. Um, uh, Terminator, Terminator 2, and all right. this stuff. Um, but those are movie-length movies. And so the, the amount of action that's, that you get is sort of limited, right? Yep. And, uh, and this is such a weird, almost like, uh, when you say experimental, it's like it, it clearly it exposes what James Cameron is incredibly brilliant at. Like, it's like it separates, it teases these two things apart. Like, here's the drama and the characters, which he's not an ace at. And here is his raw sense of visceral filmmaking. I think what you're saying about this filmmaker. I'm going to go back to the drama part after I use the restroom. But uh, but you guys talk. Yeah, go for it. You're saying he's not really good at, you know, the character building and so forth. Right. Yeah, but that's like, think about that. Like 30 years ago, a director admitting that. Yeah, but that's like, that's another kind of film, right? Like, it depends on what you're there to see. Like, I mean, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I don't think it's a flaw in, um, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a flaw in smoke that there's no action. Like, I'm not no, there to see action. it's a play. Yeah, I'm not there to see action. I don't, like, I don't give a shit how well the action's made. There's no action. It doesn't make any difference. Like, I don't, I don't think it's a flaw in Titanic that there's no deep character building. That's just not the movie I'm here. Yeah, so. and you don't want to get in this discussion where it's like, you know, is that art? Oh, that's not art because it's, it's, it's just... It's hard to – I always judge films. Um, I get excited about films and sometimes years later you get disappointed. 
But I, I think a big important part for me is not only connection, but the longevity mm-hmm. of the film. Like it, like when you watch a film, certain films, I think the, and I'm not trying, it's not a snobby thing. Honestly, dude, it's not, I like crap films and, but you get something out of it. Every one of you. What I, what I, I think, like, I guess what, what I, what I uh, would it be right to say that this movie is for you hamstrung by something that it could have easily made better? Um, I felt that I just felt like James Cameron was tricking me. He is always oh, totally. I agree with you. He's totally tricking you. He's to- totally. And he tricking. doesn't like people. Okay, hold on. I would, I just thought of something. Um, we were talking about, you know, uh, his acting uh, skills. Yeah, sure. Right? So um, here's what's interesting. Uh, compared to some of his previous films, mm-hmm. uh, I, will, I will use um, Aliens as an example. Mm-hmm. The character building and the acting in Aliens – is so much better than Titanic. Yes. Significantly. Yes, and I that agree. is an earlier film that he made. I totally so, agree. So Titanic feels like a student film directed it in terms of the characters. Yes. Compared to Aliens. So why the fuck did – Could you think – I know what you're saying, but do you think he built it – you had mentioned earlier that he did this because – he had to pay back for the diving. It seemed like he loved diving and that was his hobby and his intellectual pursuit. So he kind of built something around what he loves, which was going diving down sure. to this right. ship. So everything is kind of pieced piece, piece together. I'm going to make a movie about fly fishing in the Seychelles because Amen, that's going to be I, – I, I don't think I – don't, I, don't so any... I know what you're saying, yo. Yeah, you're right, Eric. So it was a vanity project because I love diving and going in submersibles and I'm Mr. Macho. That's great. But the point is everything was pasted together after. And the characters didn't matter because it just was all, you know, it was a kind of a, he probably got the idea of diving and he does that. It's incredible that he does that. Yeah. But it was all based on physical and technical things. So, the characters don't hold weight, and and like you were saying, it it so it's it's a but, shame. But that's the thing that everyone loves. That's why everyone kept going back to it. The th- I also think people went get back to it because everybody knew in the press that it was a disaster, and they like rooting for people to beat the system. Well, I I yes, think about that. No, I, like, I, think I just a, think well, you I, know my, what I mean. My, my no. question to both of you then again, is again, why, it's, why it's did like, people see it twice? Because they, I saw it twice. Because they went for the dumb rom com. That's, no. that's the payoff. I went. They, like, they, I went. They, yeah, they, I they went didn't for like. They didn't like the last two hours of the movie. No, they didn't. Clearly, like I just explained that to you when I no, said you, that you said there's one person. Like yes, you, you but said, I bet like, you there's a lot of people who. What, there's not a bunch of memes about people dying on the I, ship. I think you have a low opinion of people on the earth. I do. <laughs> I do. I think, I think that and I clearly know why. I've seen what's happening. I think, I think that there are plenty of movies that are as good as the first hour and a half of Titanic that people don't give billions of dollars to. I think that that the uh, they may think that it's the real love story, but it's actually the great film. People that gave made them love millions it. and millions of dollars to Bridget Jones's Diary. Yeah, which is a good movie. Nah, it's a good movie. No, 
It's. I think that that's. We we, we talked about it a lot. I think that was a very very funny, charming film. It's. Uh, it's. Got some serious problems, character flaws, yeah, and people were rooting for the but, wrong but people. But it is not people like, were are, rooting for the wrong people. If we were to compare people. Bridget Jones's Diary to the opening hour of Titanic, which is the better movie, Bridget Jones's Diary? Like if you're just comparing apples to apples, there, like which is the more compelling movie? Bridget Jones's Diary is basically fucking mad, is like realism. Thank you. Compared to what is going on with Titanic, like the reason why people love Titanic is because. They are incredibly emotionally affected by it, and there's nothing that is nothing culminates. Even if they even if they buy the drama of the first hour and a half, that doesn't culminate to anything within the first hour and a half. Can you there's, hear this on the microphone? No, you you have headphones on. You know it just as much as I do. <laughs> but like the, the in order for people to feel that powerfully about Jack and Rose's romance, it has to come to something that first hour and a half for that hour and a half to be the reason they loved it, and it doesn't do anything. Nothing happens. What does happen is that for the for the le- next two but hours, I have a better, they struggle against this incredible physical thing. But I have a stronger, uh, I have a stronger relationship with Ripley and Newt. I agree. Right? Yeah, but I mean, but in Aliens, you have about a total of about a half an hour's worth of action. This is my argument. Is like I totally agree with you. And Do I you think, think that, you have a total connection because you didn't know the end. No. No, better acting. Better dialogue. No, better better characters be, in, in Aliens. Better characters. Better dialogue. Uh, the action and the drama are more integrated. Right? All that's totally true. I completely agree with you. I think Bill like, Paxton was at his same level and, and was and a complete, very entertaining. And, and a complete doofus. Completely, completely agree with you. So Bill Paxton in Titanic is like brilliant. Mm-hmm. Same level. Bill Paxton in Aliens is an idiot, same level. And I love him in Aliens. I love him. Oh, yeah. Here's the question. It's game over, man. Do you think that they wrote this and made this without that intro stuff and all the Bill Paxton? And because he knows Paxton, he said, we got to tie this all together. It doesn't seem to work. <laughs> no, and they no. filmed the video. <laughs> no. no, I do not. <laughs> the opening scene was like, we're going to get a fucking submarine. We're going to go underwater. I think that, that's probably the I very first he thing you thought of. Earlier. I think and you're absolutely right. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I want to find an excuse to go see the Titanic. I, I'm going to say that uh, I, I, while I agree with uh, your criticisms of the things we've been talking about, that's absolutely clear. Um, I think that the because um, – uh, I'm trying to put this impartially because of the of the things that we value in film personally, like uh, the payoff is, uh, is is not as strong um, for you with this movie art because what you what you go to the movies for is not this. This is why this is sort of a, a cheat, right? And and I don't think that's bad. I think that the like the thing that you find best and most beautiful in a movie is even represented by Somewhere in Time, which we can agree is kind of a hacky movie. But it but it is there, right? What you're going for is there in Somewhere in Time, and it is not there in Titanic. No, here's the thing, and I agree with you. Thank you, Saul. What I'm saying is, it is very much a ride film for me, and. Mm-hmm. It's weird because you talked earlier. It's like it's three hours. The first hour is just like waiting in line to go see a ride. Absolutely true. And it's like, oh, that fat person in front of you. And so <laughs> right. all that stuff. Right. Right. Disney does as much as they can to make waiting in line interesting, but it's still waiting in line. That's what it is. Yep. But I do great. feel like – it wasn't pulling the wool over my eyes, but I feel like it was – I guess I said it earlier. It's a vanity project. And every director 
film is a vanity project. It just was apparent. Um, there are parts of it I really dug. I actually think if they cut it down to less, you know, like two and a half hours. Right. If they just kept the last two hours of the movie, that's no. a great movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that puts it the beginning part. Right. I really do think you only have to watch that the first hour and a half once. I, like, I, I still watch it, and I'm more entertained by it as I watch it because I've seen it so many times. And I think the, you, the movie you, is the you hit something hours. earlier. Because she was so old, I was like, oh, that poor lady. She's so old. But she wasn't a very good actress. She's not good. And no, it, it doesn't no, really – No offense to anybody. For me, the most it's annoying thing out of the movie it. was with the dime, oops, and she lets it go. Yeah, it's, it's I was like, It's oh, a clunker. Imagine totally being great. second unit director on that. Like, oh, oh for God's sakes. Don't, don't say oops. He kept throwing, yeah. <laughs> oops. It's like you're dropping like a <laughs> billion dollar necklace. Right, right, right. I would have loved to have seen more tension with Paxton. Like, where is it? He's a hunter for jewels and so forth. And it was right in front of him. Yeah, for instance, if this movie were if this movie were made in the seventies, right? And Paxton was played by Michael Caine, right? Then you have suddenly a really compelling movie about trying to do this thing and you actually care about it's on her the whole time paxton's transformation as a character because like paxton's transformation as a character is sort of whatever in this movie like yes you he's like and now well, there's learned- a lot of things that they did like so so like they did this whole thing where <clears throat> she's like it was the most erotic thing i've ever done in my life right, right? when she's talking and about the painting and, like, oh, right. and then she goes oh if you're asking if i ever did it with him i didn't Cut to next scenes like they're fucking in a car. Yeah. So right, like, right. okay, so there's stuff that's being shown that she did obviously didn't say. Right. Yeah, that hand against the window is just like it's so so cheesy, <laughs> so cheesy. You know what's funny? You know what I was thinking about when I when I saw that, and I'm wondering if um, it reminded me of Seinfeld. And I'll tell you exactly mm-hmm. where, but I'm wondering if Seinfeld put that in there because they were inspired by Titanic because how fucking cheesy it was. <laughs> and it was um, – there was a, an episode of Seinfeld where they decided that they were going to help be companions for older people to help keep them company. Uh, yeah, I think I remember this one. Do you remember yes. this one? Yeah. And then Elaine had this old woman right. who had this gigantic goiter yes. on her. Uh, yes. And so she was in the shadow so they you never saw it. Yeah, right. but, she, but Elaine couldn't quite look her in the face and she was like – uh, right. It's like it's massive and I can't keep control and whatever. Right. And she's telling a story. And then she was like – and then this old woman was like, oh, yeah, and so it is. And it's like – and Elaine's like looking this side. Uh-huh. And it's like – and that's when I had this amazing erotic journey with Mahatma. Mahatma, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was and she's like, well, hold on. What? What? You mean <laughs> – Gandhi? (laughs) Yes, he used to rub his bald head in oil and rub it all over my body. And they're like, what the hell? It was funny. And then as this old bad actress was Mm. talking about, like, it was the most erotic thing I've ever done in my life. You're like, ugh. Yeah, no, thank you. No, No, thank you. What? Yeah. You just (laughs) ruined the previous image that actually was in the movie. And she was quite erotic. Yeah, well, there you are. That's true. That's very true. She was. Yes. I stayed at a pension years ago. I used to travel by myself. Are these the Swedish girls you're going to talk about? No, these are different. (laughs) It's still erotic, though. But I was in uh, uh, Madrid. In a pens- no, I was in Madrid. I was in Madrid at a pension, and the woman had a goiter like it was like a football, like on her neck, and she used to go to my room 
think I like thinking I'm going to just take off and not pay like with a cigarette hanging and stand over me while I was asleep and shake me and ask for the money. <laughs> and so I'd be asleep and wake up and I'd look up and I'd see this woman with a cigarette hanging out with a goiter, like a football of her neck. But like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll pay you. Like every, I was like, Oh God, couldn't you just be like, uh, how about it? No, no. Every day, like shake me. Well, I got the money out of you. Yep, let's do this. But so when let's I always think people talk about goiters. I'm like, God, that woman. Nah, There's no money. way she's still alive, but uh, God bless her. <laughs> but yes, I that think was that's 45 true. years ago there. <laughs> 45 years. I'm just ago. kidding. I'm just fucking that with was 87 you. years ago. No, that was late 80s. Well, so. well, just remember what you can. I was going to tell you a story. Oh my God, that line. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, like all that stuff is just hard. That must have really been very hard. hard to shoot that with her. The, the, if she was 100. Like the, she was not a hundred. I she think was, in real life she was she was a hundred. No, she was up there. She, she was, was up way there. up. I'm sorry there. for being so hard on her performance, but it just doesn't play. How old doesn't was play. she? Let's got, look it up. Let's I think she's probably like eighty-seven or ninety. No, that's no, nope. She was older. She was nineties. Really? I'm, yeah, I'm going to do know. this, baby doll. Hold okay, on. you you but, figure yeah, out her. Like age. the thing is, so to to just to cut back to aliens for a second. Like I also you know like I think aliens is a, is one of the it's probably the second best action film I've ever seen. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Uh, I like Alien yes. better. Uh, Alien's a deeper film for me. Yep. Uh, but as an action film, like you, it's It's hard. a horror film. Alien is a horror film. Alien is a, is a yeah, and it's an absolute work of art. And Aliens, Aliens is, is an action film. Is a pure, beautiful, brilliant action film. Second Agreed. only to like Mad Max, for, uh, you know, uh, uh, rather uh, Fury Road. Um, okay. And, uh, but the, and I think it's beautifully, everything we're talking about in Aliens is uh like all the dialogues better all the characters are better all that stuff and that's part of what makes the action so great is i really care about these characters because i really like them so much because it's all so much fun and they're still corny but they're corny in a really fun interesting comic booky way mm -hmm. right uh, but also i don't cry in the end of uh aliens from the skill with which he directs the action i'm exhilarated and it's super fun uh and it's sometimes kind of scary um, but at no point do I get to the level that I'm at with Titanic. I don't cry at Titanic. I know, but I mean, like the this is what I'm saying. Yeah, the, ha ha ha. Yeah, like the, for the for the most part, people. Sorry, are, so, what did you find as a fact? Can I read quickly? I'm yes. Gloria Stewart yes. was born on a dining room table on Fourth Street in Santa Monica, California, July Fourth, nineteen ten. Her early roles as a performer in arts were plays that she produced. Hold on, so she was July fourth, seven. Nope, July Fourth, nineteen ten. Died September twenty sixth, two thousand ten. Age a hundred. Oh, she wasn't no, yet. When she, she died, was eighty seven. When she played, but they filmed it before she died, I believe. 87. Yes. 87. <laughs> is how old she was. Oh, so she, she was, was born in 1910. She yes. was 87. Yes. Okay. When, but what I was confusing is that I remember when she died, she, she died at 100. 100. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay. So the, uh, so the details, the, that's, that is my primary argument is that the, that people may mistake the fact that they, uh, like they miss, they mistake the emotions they feel for, of this movie. God, she movie was, creates. she was hot back in the day. Very pretty. Yep. Yeah, she's very beautiful. Beautiful. Look at that frame, man. But the uh, not her, but the the it's a film noir. Yeah. Look beautiful. at that. That's so cool. Yeah, it's good. Like these old film noir films. Yeah, I remember her. I remember her, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen her face before. In a thing in a film. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, she's got that look. That's so sure. cool. But like people remember the like the emotions they have in that movie, which are produced by the harrowing end of the film, uh, and they. 
they apply that to the story that they believe that they saw, which is Jack and Rose. Now, they did see a story with Jack and Rose. That was the last two hours of the movie. And so that's how they feel about those characters because they were under incredible duress. Uh, yeah, no, it's awesome. Invisible Man. She was in Invisible Man. Yep. And, and so, like, I'm just – to argue for the people, like, they're not dumb for liking it. Like, they are they're not going like, oh, my God, I'm so moved by this cornball storytelling. They're moved by incredibly, incredibly good filmmaking. And then they're, they don't know where to blame it. They're just like, where the fuck do I put this feeling? You know? Because if I just pay attention to the last bit, there is no character dialogue there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's simply an experience. And that is why movies work. Because every movie, and I've said this before, every movie is an action movie. If Smoke is an action movie, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is an action movie. It's right. about what people are doing on the screen in front of you and how that is choreographed, assembled, and put together. And like you may be the the payoff you're getting from these is things. it an action movie or you're just being conned? I always feel like if it's conceived, what, how do you, what what is it you're being conned out of? Well, it's not in a negative way. It's <laughs> it's not a negative way. You're being I, ripped off. You're being rolled. No, 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 no. What I feel like it, it is uh-huh. is that it's always you know the way you bundle these images together and create this world. You know, it's 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 a it's you're not being conned into it, but it's a sleight of hand Absolutely movies. True. Totally. So that's the way I look at it. It's still entertaining, but it's a sleight of hand where you can film people's emotions and take people to play somebody else and take that world and make it to this uh, the director's vision. And so maybe it goes that sleight of hand is what makes you think, mm-hmm. but it's still. You know, it's a fake sleight of hand in a sense. I keep saying that, but it's not real in, and it's his way of tricking you in a way. Just like a painter sure. tricks you into believing a certain way or thinking a certain way or, or believing, or doubting I yourself. Will, I will give you the number one reason why this is one of the best films we've ever talked about. Why is that? And uh, uh, are you ready for this? I love it. Because I'm wearing a thong. Mm-mm. That's the second. That was reason. funny, actually. It's <laughs> really good uh, because we're close to how long, Eric? Because you're really good at guessing. How long have you been recording? I don't know. One fifty-three. Uh, oh shit! One fifty-four. What? <laughs> I, you're are you you're amazing. Clock? You are, are you? amazing. That's really? insane. Yes, that's insane. My god! My god! I tell you. Yeah, I'm tell not, you. I have a watch, but I don't look at my watch. I know you're amazing. You are incredible. You you that's, you get within minutes. That's insanity. That's he, uh, yeah, I do that with my analyst, and I'm like, I think we have two minutes, just over two minutes left. He'll be like, look at his watch. We're like, you do Christ. actually. Like, <laughs> I was insane. like, look, I feel like I'm just talking about myself. You right. talk to me. Yep. What's so, going on with you? I will tell you this: we are 155 now, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we haven't straight off topic it's amazing wow it's right on which right is on point. so unlike us so let's yeah, straight guess off topic. what guess what i'm straying off topic right <laughs> now baby. you ready uh, okay but th- the only point i'm gonna make is like mm-hmm. that the the fact that we've been able to stay engaged on the same movie for this long and it's not just shocking. start talk about yeah. too much about our stuff is kind of surprising uh <laughs> not to get you, off topic but that's amazing do you think Go ahead. That oh, go ahead. OT. Do you think uh, multiple questions? The fact that he doesn't develop his characters 
And in a way, I feel like it's a laziness because if he's worried about the details of like the drawing, mm-hmm. like like what made him want to draw? His hand is not very good. He has no great line weight or anything about him. Who, what? James Cameron, Cameron's hand drawing, drawing that drawing. thing. He insisted on doing it. Right. He's drawing – oh, he's drawing the, the – The woman. The woman? Yeah. yeah. Right? It's horrible. And there's no line weight. There's no – no, it's all like black, white. There's no value and tone or gradation. And I'm like, it's just he had to control everything. Okay, you had to control everything. How about – Spending some time with the actors. The point is, I think when I say Kant, it's like he just did what he wanted to do. And I just feel like it's there's just, a lopsidedness with the characters that is inexcusable considering the budget. It's 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 narcissism. <laughs> well, it's a it's a filmmaker. I don't know. I've <laughs> no there's filmmakers that are not it's necessarily as he cheated us. He cheated us. Like, he cheated us in a way. I've seen, you know, we've seen it in we've seen it in our recent political figures. We've seen it in a bunch of Picasso other shit. Picasso was a narcissist. Yeah, Picasso oh. was a narcissist. Yeah, like Look, Orson Welles is a narcissist. There's a a certain visual effects supervisor that I Talked the, about recently that's like, oh my God. The, uh, I think it's safe to say that Ego he, craziness. Many, many Which people, is the guy you say you hate? What's his name? No, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> it's fair but to say it's that just like, it's like, like, I'm the greatest person ever lived. I invented. What you're saying. I invented if, bullet time. Oh, right. sorry. That, I said too much. Yeah. This, so, <laughs> what, like, what, like what, what I'm taking away from that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that uh, James Cameron's personality, public personality that we know, right. uh, is takes away from this movie in a way that it's hard to get over because like there's movies that you've seen that have equally bad acting that I think we that we like that we don't oh, like, yeah you know so like there's something there's something uh, narcissistic or something like sort of like cloying about his relationship to his own movie that gets in the way is that fair yeah okay because like I also think that like I just want to throw this it, out there it does it does okay it does up to a point mm-hmm. because part of that is we know too much sure fair you know most people don't know that he was drawing that drawing right. i didn't know until you just told me right, right? or that you but know he, or that, that he loves right. you know you know deep sea diving or whatever no one you know may not know that like so, we do know that he is a control freak yes but we know right. too much right sure right if you're gonna show this to some guy you know in sicily who's it was like, oh, I'm going to watch the movie about that. Yeah, right. working in the film business yeah, ruined Fabrizio. Yeah, yeah, Fabrizio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. then you're going to find that guy and show him right. the movie and goes like, oh, my God, I love it. Rose and the Jack and they all fall in love. I uh, exist only for entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, yes, I feel so bad. Sorry for all that's my a, Italian like, friends. Like, No, this has nothing to do with being Italian. I hope this doesn't come across as some sort of weird slight against Italians. It's just this caricature is ridiculous and has nothing to it's do ridiculous. with reality. Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's very funny that yes. they're trying to play it off as a real person. Yep. It's obviously you know what I saw recently? Although I got to tell you, my friend Fabio, uh, he would – find that very entertaining i i, I do find it yes. entertaining. it's very true anyway go ahead uh, i saw chernobyl last week oh yeah what you think thank you now now let's get off topic let's do this i have not seen chernobyl yet it is very good i holy heard, yeah, moly that's a scary movie yeah so beautiful yeah it's and great i mean it is riveting i'm gonna watch yeah. it again tip top tip top uh, unbelievable karen, like the crown karen has watched year. it the and she was like oh hard and i was like uh and so it's you know she watched it because 
I was busy doing shit like this every Tuesday or whatever yep. was going on. Just like this I'm just going to watch Titanic. Like this this no, is no, no. two people with big hearts coming to sit with you and the, really discussing things that. Okay, okay. I'm we, just since, you know, we're, since we're about just two hours talking. Since we're about two hours talking. No, it's almost here. Go ahead. Let's 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 actually talk about us and the fact that we've been doing this for a year and what yes. has this been. Excited. First of all, but let me say thank you both for watching Titanic. I I do love this movie deeply, and uh, I know yeah. that uh, it uh, it is obviously exemplary of many things that are are painful to sit through. But uh, it is uh, it's a, yeah, it's a I, great reference point. And I'm and uh, my my enjoyment uh, aside, I'm extremely happy to be talking about even the flaws in this picture with you guys. You owe me. Yeah, yeah you betcha, <laughs> baby. Let's do this. Go ahead. Yeah, Eric. that was uh, some of those Andrew Rue shots were great. Oh, it's incredible. Incredible. Oh, the pistons! Yeah, and there's like I I tell you uh, the the thing though that I, here's where I'm a sucker, like when uh uh when the decision is made to get back on the boat, that is my that's the big emotional moment to get me. back on the boat. Yeah, when like remember the remember the lifeboat is going down, and it's just like fuck it, I'm in, and we're going to adventure through this together. Like that is that that moment. Here's every a time technical. I like, here's I a technical that. question. Atlantic North Coast or Atlantic North uh, North Atlantic region. Ocean. Uh-huh. Uh, water temperatures at that time. How long would you last as a human in that water? Not very long. Not yet. super long. Twenty minutes? No, no, no. Like like five, ten. Really, yeah. and the hypothermia would set in. Oh it's yeah, real, real bad. Real yeah. bad. Yeah, so there's a like, fucking iceberg near you. Well, yeah. okay, but I'm saying, what is the but? You know, what is I the thought water was, temperature is probably about thirty two, thirty three it, it, degrees. It, it's the salt water. It actually gets lower than that. Yeah. without freezing. So it's like in order to make an iceberg, like you're you're talking about water that's sub freezing regular water. Right. Yeah. It's really, really, really so, bad. Yeah. yeah. So it's really it sucks it right out of you. And, and in fact, them. Wading through the water to save Jack would probably not be possible. Yeah, because the water essentially. That's what I was thinking. In that pool water, it looked like pool water when she was going through. That would have, she would have, her lips would have been numb and. and The, the, The water moving over the surface of your body sucks the heat out faster than anything. If you sit in the water and you don't move, right. you stay warmer than if you move through the water. Right. And so like just the so, just so going her, through the water. her wading through the water trying to try to save Jack yeah. probably would have killed yeah. her before she got Yeah, and it was yeah. very cold down there. Yep. Right. Agreed. Meaning yeah. she only had a halter a top on, so it's like her lips didn't really show that kind of freezing your ass off. Yeah. This is very true. I agree. Doesn't matter. Because nope. Jack and Doesn't matter because Fabrizio gets hit by a fucking thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, Jack and Jack and uh, Rose. Rose, thank you. Jack Rose. And Rose. Yeah. Anyway, been a year. Been a year. Congratulations, everybody. Been a year. We've done this. We found our ground. We were looking at a few things. We we're trying to find different formats. We've done it pretty regularly every two weeks. This, this podcast has come out. I don't think we've missed an episode every two weeks. I think mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, some of them we've recorded a bunch. Like some of them we recorded and it came out like three months later. Yeah, we recorded enough podcasts that we just had them sitting around sometimes. Right. Which is good. Right. And then we were like, some of them were really outdated when we talked about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but but cool. But I think this is great. I mean, you guys have enjoyed it, right? I have. I have, yeah. it's uh, It came at a good time for me, so thank you for bringing me on board. It was great. Yeah, no, it's it's been I, I, this has been a very exciting year. I've like this is the most 
uh, creative, consistently creative endeavor that I've been a part of, and it's uh, it's really been very fulfilling. Yeah, and I uh, love I've been I love uh, talking with you guys. I love our guests, and I love interacting with people on Twitter and uh, Facebook, uh, and uh, and having kicking around jokes and ideas with everybody out there. It's been uh, it's been quite surprisingly fun. Yeah, so I've been uh, so thank you all for that from all of us. Very, very good. I, I agree. It's what's also interesting is um you know, us trying to figure out uh uh what we talk about or even just bringing on guests or not bringing on guests. Mm-hmm. And um the thing that I've been uh uh you know trying to understand is like I already do another podcast and I have a day job, right? So um I've tried it as like only do it every two weeks <laughs> because I just don't think I could manage another weekly podcast uh, at this level. And for us, for us, like, hey, let's just get together once a week and then we'll miss a few weeks and that's okay because we're putting the podcast out every yeah. other week. So that's the way it worked out, which was great. Uh, I still think it works. And by the way, uh, asking our listeners to listen to a three plus hour podcast every week is uh, it's really hard. God bless you all. It would be too much. So every two weeks they have enough time <laughs> yes. to digest it. Yes. I uh, think that it takes about two weeks to, to, to chip, go through to an episode. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but there's, there's a couple of other things that were, were interesting, uh, you know, as we, as we, uh, uh went forward was, um, just the idea of, uh, what we talk about, like the movies we talk about, mm-hmm. such as like, do we talk about popular films or right. not? So we started off with the idea, like when I we first started this podcast, like we have to talk about films that everyone wants to talk about. And sure. then I started realizing like, no, we don't. Everybody does that. Popular movies people talk about. That's right. what people talk about. Yeah, talk about like, yeah. you know, who wants to talk about Titanic? Oh, wait. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan does at least. Dan. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, like the fact that there was a, there's a podcast where we can spend an episode with The Chateau and another one about Titanic is, right. is, is, is an interesting idea as well. So We have a wide range of things. I nice. do think so, yeah. and I think we've got some really good perspective on it. And and bringing on guests was another thing that I was reluctant to do. Uh, I've been really? wrong about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I I was reluctant to bring on guests. I was reluctant to talk about things that were not popular. Uh, I was reluctant to. I, I, I honestly had different visions about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I'm glad I was wrong. You know, I I, I was like, oh, let's try it. You know? Well, I also think like I mean, the guest thing has worked out well in a couple of ways because not only do I think it's cool to bring in a new voice and just hear about it from something from a different point of view, uh, just a you know like at, at the moment it's really interesting to be talking to somebody. They also bring something to the table. Yeah, bring something to the table, that, right? You know, and so like just like that, when the X-ray comes by and wants to talk about Zardoz, yeah, my it's God. fucking amazing. It's right, great. that was great, wasn't and, it? Uh, and, that was a great episode. And I think that that is sort of uh, from uh, you know I don't want to speak for everybody, but like I feel. Uh, reinvigorated uh, after that happens. And then we get, like, I think that, like, some of the best podcasts we've done are the ones af- after we've just had a guest. Like, we right. do have, like, a great time with a guest, and then we have just three of us, and we're all still sort of, like, hopped up from, 
all the new ideas that came to the table. Right. And it's been, uh, and, and that's had a really positive uh, uh, sort of um, momentum going forward. I think that's been really nice to have that, uh, just mixing it up, you know, and keeping everything really fresh. Yeah, just so people realize this. Like, so you guys are listening to a three and a half hour plus podcast, right? But from my point of view, it takes me a half an hour to get these fuckers down to the table to start <laughs> to talking because we ramble about all the shit we've been doing that's yep. off microphone. And yep. that's why Eric yep. – by the way, so you guys know when Eric's like, are we recording? The reason he says that is because he's talking, talking about stuff for a half an hour <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. I just want to start. And yep. so I hit record and that's how I get him to stop talking and about it's, stuff it's that he shouldn't be saying on microphone. Then, after we stop recording, we go and do the the photo shoots that Eric does, and they're great. Those are brilliant. Those are brilliant. But then we continue talking. Some I have actually measured forty five minutes in the fucking parking lot just trying to get into my car. Right, but there's too much to be said. So the entire <laughs> while you guys are it's listening good, to it's a good way to clean the pipes. Yeah, uh, right. uh, three and a half hours of this podcast. But to me, the entire experience it's is like seven and five and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, fi- right. literally five and a half hours. That's and right. that's why when I get home, finally, because I drive Dan to freaking duarte and now, then i to gotta go an back where to, duarte is. to Bur- burbank <laughs> and so by the time i get home it's 2 30 in the morning that's right really that's, that's right yeah it's very kind of you to drive me on sure that is really i don't nice. mind yeah. i don't mind because Dwar- for listeners you know duarte why you know why i don't mind on mars <laughs> yes you know why i don't mind because again i still have more pipes to clean there's more talking to do there's more talking yeah, to do with dan do. about other yeah. creative shit yeah, so we so we are we are a very creative group of people that like to talk about a lot but yeah i mean shit. this is like the reason why we started the podcast is because we're fucking talking our asses off together anyway that might as well be oh my god we got so there. much to say <laughs> that's the way it goes yeah and this has been going on for x many years like a zillion years now even it, it has been going on for a zillion yeah. years but what i really also think is amazing is that we email each other like oh i just saw this yep Nope. You know, oh, go check this out. Oh, Chris, you're going to watch this. Like Eric uh, messaged me a uh, uh, um, uh, a YouTube of Eric Clapton and uh, Mark Knopfler playing. Did you see that? I did. How great was that? 1988 in Tokyo. They did a bunch of tours like Fuck that. Fuck yeah. You know what was amazing about that is that I was watching it and I was like, he was playing, which I forgot what song it was. He was playing an Eric Clapton song. Uh, cocaine. Not cocaine. Um well, he it was two hours, so I only watched the first part of it. But it was like I've never heard the most Mark Knopfler version of a of a Clapton this song. Riff, yeah, right. And it was like it's just there's something about the way the guitar. It, it's it's the uh, you want to know why the magic behind that? Tell me, tell me, because something is like why does this sound? Because JJ Cow. Who is J.J. Cal? He died about three years ago. He wrote Cocaine. Okay. He is a singer-songwriter from California, and in the 60s and 70s, he sounded like this cocaine. Right. Knopfler was really uh, inspired by him in terms of uh, the way his first-person perspective was, plus his playing style. Mm-hmm. And Knopfler loves J.J. Cal, uh, Kale, uh, uh-huh. Cal, and um, – Clapton and him were really, really, really good friends. Right. So there was that connection. Plus, you know, Clapton in the late 70s was had that kind of sound too because he did, you know, One More Night. 
you know, he was playing really kind of like um, Nashville through Music Man amp. Right. I love that period. And uh, it was great. So he, that's where Nafa came because they're both really extraordinary guitars. But it's good. And now I John still, is on the, on the thing. Yes, I saw And that. then Ray Cooper on bongos. Now, yeah. the guy that played bongos, Ray Cooper, I've seen him before with Clapton in the early 80s. Well, he's know, still alive. Who? Uh, what's the, the, who you just said? Ray Cooper? Yeah. Do you know who he is? No. Ray Cooper, the guy that played, he plays a tambourine and bongos for Elton John. Yeah, but he, isn't he still alive? Isn't he still playing for Elton John right now? He is. Do you know who he is? No. He's the guy, if you ever see Brazil and the fly hits the paper and it turns buttle from tuttle, tuttle to, to buttle, bottle. he's the guy. That do- he is. Because I saw, hysterical. okay, so I saw Elton John at the fucking forum earlier this year. Yeah, and he was playing. He was playing percussions for. He's been playing with him since seventy uh, one or seventy two. Yeah, and he also played with Joe Cocker. I saw him play with Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck, and Eric Clapton in nineteen eighty three. Right, and he did the bongo assist. But he's friends with Terry Gilliam. <sighs> That's hysterical. That's great. So he's been in a bunch of. He's in. Uh, he's also in. I think Baron Munchausen. There's all these kind of movies. You see him in. Yeah, he looks like a character. Yeah, and he and he plays Buttle. He's the guy. Yes, yeah, but okay. he's phenomenal. He's crazy too. Uh I Dude. loved. Uh, I, I I don't know. Like it's a it good was concert, right? It, it was amazing. The thing is, like, I have a soft spot for Mark Knopfler, and yeah. as you guys all know, uh, and it, you know my uh, my good friend uh, Brady, who's uh, uh, who. Does the theme song to my uh, uh, CG Garage podcast? He was like, "Well, eh, Mark Knopfler is okay." I'm like, "All you know, like once it starts, it's like it just sounds all like Mark Knopfler." It's like exactly. That's what. <laughs> yeah, he was one of my favorites in, as a kid. You know, that's like, that's like saying to me, "No, the problem with Philip Glass is that he gets in this rhythm and keeps repeating the same thing." Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, True. there's something about the way that the Mark Knopfler guitar sounds that sounds different than – Yeah, there's a great flavor. He has the, a great the, There's just nothing else about it and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so go listen to J.J. Kale. Kale. Okay. He did an album with Clapton in, right when I was working at, at DD because I remember talking to Scott Ross about it. Speaking of Scott Ross – What's up with Scott Ross? Uh, he hates Titanic. <laughs> oh, I imagine. That must have been a rough ride. Good guy. Yeah. I can't Im- – I literally cannot imagine the He talked about the – he talk. talked about it when we were at DD. There was – we were – oh, my God. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, it was the 10th anniversary of DD. So mm-hmm. it was 2003 when right. I was there. I just started – and it was the most obnoxious T-shirts. Like we love this fucking shit. That was the T-shirt. Right, right. It was like ugh. Yeah. And it was not good graphic design either. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> so it's crass. It was and crass, bad crass and bad design. <laughs> uh, and uh, but uh, but he was like in his talk, like he gave a speech to the whole company, mm-hmm. and his talk was mainly about like how much he hates James Cameron and about <laughs> how how uh, how you know he remembers the company almost going bankrupt and James Cameron yelling at him in a wetsuit during Titanic. Oh man. Yeah. I think that him and Ed Harris would get along. That was the, like uh, Ed Harris almost died filming the abyss. And I guess they haven't talked since. Oh, really? Yeah. He was, yeah. He was, uh, some accident that almost drowned him and 
right. camera just kept on pushing on as Cameron does. Really? Yeah. No, it's really rough. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, this is. The, I mean, I. You know, I, I feel bad talking bad about a guy that I've never. I don't know. I don't know anything about Champion. Sure. Um. So like, I, but I, they're, I, they're, all I can say is like, I I fucking love his movies. I love his movies. I talked I'm about you, you, it's. There's there's certain moments. I mean, it was funny. I was talking about it with uh, uh with Tim Miller. Mm-hmm. Tim Miller, you know, we were talking about Terminator and stuff, and we were talking about like you know Tim Miller openly vocally said that and you know, that he had a problem working with Cameron on Terminator, right? No, it must have been extremely difficult. Yes, yeah, I, I imagine that's true. Sure, right, and I, and this is not uncommon. Sure. Yeah. So, but he mentioned like you know I grew up admiring a lot of Cameron's films, all that stuff, and I, we talked about The Abyss, and I said. And I said, I have a guilty thing to tell you. Like the abyss was like shocking and weird. And um, uh, you guys aren't can't see it on the podcast because it's audio. But my wedding ring looks like by design the uh, wedding ring. The for, wedding ring from the abyss for Bud and Lindsay. Right, and that's yeah. the thing that saved his life. Yep. That it he jams stops the oh, jams yeah. the doorway. Yep. And so uh, this is. The the, wi- the the ring I'm wearing is made of platinum right. because it's so fucking hard. Yep. And I was inspired by. Oh, it's great. It, like, it, it's, that was, when you just said that, that's really interesting. To me, just I'll make, keep this super short. Yeah. The Abyss is the opposite of Titanic to me. And it suffers, like, I because I have lots of criticisms of the Abyss. Yeah. Because. The acting is fucking incredible. Yeah. That's actually right? my favorite. That, it's like movie. The, yeah. this story with Cameron. Bud and Lindsay's uh, story. Did I say Cameron? You said Cameron, but I love it. Cameroon. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like Bud and Lindsay's story is so fucking good. And it comes to possibly the best acted slash directed scene I've ever seen between two characters when right. he resurrects her, right? Like after she drowns, uh, right? Which is so fucking shockingly beautifully done. And then there's this other sort of half-baked alien movie that keeps on interfering with this incredible love story that is under incredible pressure from a deep sea submarine movie, essentially. And like, I'm, that's the movie where I'm like, oh my God, if you just trimmed 40 minutes out of this thing, made the aliens part of like uh, Michael Bean's pressure sickness, then you have a great film. Well, but it's, it's so frustrating that this movie gets lost in its own sort of like yeah. alien technology. And the director's version is even worse. Oh, yeah, I don't like it at all. I don't like right. it at all. It doesn't, doesn't Which makes me think that James Cameron is overrated. No, I don't think so. I think that he's interestingly flawed in certain ways. But like he is absolutely like – he is one of the greatest uh, uh, filmmakers uh, in a very, very narrow range. But uh, uh, in that range, there's nobody that, better. That is – that is – that is not good. That's no, that's no. That is not good. You are hundred percent right that he's extraordinarily talented at certain things, but that does not making, make you. That does not make you kind of. That movie. does not make you a good director. No, I no, I, I absolutely. I, I'm going to argue. A that director it, has to be able to orchestrate the entire orchestra. I, it's not like you can say, you know, know what? Know he's true. a really good conductor, but only true. with the violins. I don't know if that's true. You know. He's not so good with the percussions nope, and, and, the, and, and, and the wind instruments, but with violins, he's amazing. That's not a fucking good conductor. And that's not James Cam- – James Cameron is really good with violins. He's shitty with the wind instruments. Yeah, but that's true. I think that's true literally of every director. I think that No, the, it's not true. Absolutely. 
there are very few directors that play everything perfectly. Like, and I think that like they always aim to their strengths. Like, I think like, like I'm sure like, for instance, I'm sure there's something that David Fincher is bad at, but he doesn't do it on film. That's right. You know? Uh, and so like he comes across as as perfect. He's so good at so many things. That's hard to imagine what he's bad at. Um, uh, but I think that David Fincher would say, I am, uh, I, I bet he would agree that he is not the director of action that James Cameron is. And James Cameron is so good. Fincher is very good at action. He's extraordinary at action, especially my personal favorite thing that he, uh, action scene he ever directed is in seven. And it's the foot chase in seven. Yep. Is up there. It's that is better than almost everything in French connection. That's right. A single scene. And it's modeled after French Connection and it beats and French And the Connection. sound effects. It's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Jarring. You so know. beautiful. Uh, and so like, uh, so I mean, like Fincher's, you know, of my two or three favorite directors of all time. Um, he's got but he, big but, hands still. But even, even <laughs> <He does>. then, <laughs> he's got those huge hands. But, he, but even then, uh, of the kind of movies that James Cameron makes, yep. um, uh, nobody makes them as well not even not even remotely close like nobody it's like saying of all the hamburgers mcdonald's makes nobody makes a better mcdonald's no hamburger. no no it's like it's like saying like uh out of uh like out of uh let's just it? because they sold a million hamburgers or That's, a billion hamburgers does not mean it's the best hamburger yeah in but the just world. be just because like just because a lot of people like it doesn't mean it's shitty like that's that's the other half of that like this the reason why this made so much money is because it's good it's a really good movie. It's really well made. It's extraordinarily well made for through most of it. Okay, okay. And, like, but I had a, the same argument with Laura Lee, where she was trying to talk about the freaking vampire movie. What the hell? Uh, what's that? What's it called? Hmm? The the vampire and the ones that all the the girls were loving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Twilight movies. Twilight movies. Right. It was like those are the best movies ever made. Why aren't they nominated for the Oscar? They're not uh, like actually, I and would they say made so much money that n- money has nothing to do with money. Money can be oh, like, but that's that, 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 that's, that that's never like. But if you it's can the make same a lot thing. Money, a ticket equals money. So so many people saw it. It's the same argument. No, and it's not the same. It doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. Like there is like Twilight. Like but. Like here's okay. Here's the crossover between Twilight, Twilight. versus Titanic. Twilight versus Titanic. Here's the crossover. Okay. okay, in Twilight, the reason why Twilight is so popular is because you are definitely getting what you're paying to see, right? Okay, that is the thing that is true in both of them, right? Uh, you are getting in spades what you're paid. What what you are buying the ticket for, you're getting right. Uh, the Transformers movies. Right. Getting, also, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're getting what you're paying for. Like, you want to yes. see fucking robots? Robots. More robots than you can possibly fit in your eyeballs. Here they are. Yes. Okay? Um, and in Titanic, uh, you're getting uh, what you think is a big emotional love story. That's what, that's what you come out of the movie with. How he got there is totally different. And the reason why it's so profoundly impactful is because he wasn't making a love story. He was actually making a James Cameron movie, and the and the Twilight like okay twi- twi- uh, fair fair you see fair. what I'm saying yeah so like twi- Twilight is I think because when I started this movie I was expecting like la 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 yeah, exactly. and it was like no and we're going to fucking, fucking submarine yeah so I, that I, way I I've, I'm right when I say I feel a little conned you are conned I, I agree with you I am I am conned that's and yes like, Eric that is right. the that is the that is the for me when you especially especially when you put it as sleight of hand 
I love the sleight of hand of this film. Like, I can't believe it gulls me into caring for characters that barely exist by putting me through this visceral experience. Like, yeah, but that's, why, that's astonishing well, why, to me. Why, he can execute. Oh, I can't believe we're still back on Titanic. <laughs> How can we mad. stay on topic? This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny that I'm mad that we're staying on topic. Um, uh, do you think that the subject matter of Titanic helps? You couldn't do this with absolutely, like absolutely. the San Francisco the earthquake. Music helps, of, the subject, this you could do it with uh, San Francisco earthquake, but there's something, there's something really. Um, what's the word? Uh, like Titanic has a certain kind of safety because it didn't happen it. in front of everybody. It was it's, off somewhere, and people were had right? no control. It's it's really it's 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 because uh, like if it's if it's San Francisco, San Francisco didn't have the choice of being there, right? San Francisco is San Francisco. The Titanic has a certain sense of hubris about it that makes you secretly want to see that payoff. Like there's a lot of like juicy, um, uh, sort of savory, salacious storytelling going on. And that's why it works. That's all of this is are parts of the mechanism. Yeah. You know, and uh, the thing is that I don't fault that at all. It's why it works. Like, I think that all of these things, the music, the, uh, the cheesy setup, like all that stuff, these are all parts of the mechanism that creates something that I haven't seen. And the thing that I love is the thing that I haven't seen. Like, I've never seen the fucking movie The Titanic Becomes. That's astonishing to me. If part of that is I have to put up with some... Uh, hoke ball nonsense in the beginning if that got me here then that's I, i'm fine with that i would love that to also be great but it's not what i'm paying to see what i'm paying to see is the last two hours that's what i'm actually paying for and like it's so good at it that i have for the most part people project that the emotions of that experience onto the first half which wasn't emotional at all and like that's that is a that is that is a sleight of hand which is almost unrivaled in this kind of movie and it's like, and, and, and James Cameron, yeah, he's got all sorts of issues trying, like trying to coherently direct an emotional performance when he's actually just interested in blowing up the ship. Yes. But it's, but it's also the, it's like, that's like complaining about the beans on a steak dinner. Like, yeah, okay. The beans are a little overcooked. That's fine. It's part of the, it's part but of the thing. He can, but he can make great beans. He's made great beans yes, on he Alien. He's made great beans on Agreed. The Abyss. Yeah. So why fuck that up? Because he was focused on something else. I agree <sighs> that it could be better. I totally agree with you. But I, but it's, I don't want to see me be this film. But that's, but that's what You're I'm like, making too many already, excuses. Like, you are making excuses. If, I, if the movie didn't add up to what uh, it is. Wait, wait, wait. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. If the movie didn't add up to what it adds up to, then I'd be CVB. Do you right? think that film was really the first film that helped destroy the visual effects business? It's up there, probably. Yeah. Uh, Waterworld. Waterworld, yeah. Another big. That's a big dumb movie. A disaster. Yeah, that's not even. Fun. And people like that movie. I think it's not, not a very fun movie. It's, a great it's movie. okay. You know what's you know what's really great? Uh, the Waterworld ride at Universal. Oh, it's awesome! It's fucking great. Really, they yeah. have one. Oh. oh my god, it's people, the best. People don't even I know there's go, a movie. And they I love would that ride. go to why? that. That's so okay. weird that they made a film. Oh my god, no, I would go to the wa- the Waterworld show at Universal. Uh, is is actually one of the best things, right. and I've done all the right because we had a VIP pass for some ridiculous reason. Right. Did I tell you about my VIP pass to uh, Universal? No, it's great. Long story, might as well. We we go might as well it. go on a tangent. 
Uh, so uh, we've earned a tangent. We've earned a tangent. <laughs> so uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, uh, we we give to this uh, uh, nonprofit, which is uh, Burbank. We live in Burbank, so it's Burbank Arts for All, and so they have a big gala, and you. Uh, you know, they have the uh, the gala, you have these raffles and you give all this, you know, it's like, oh, I bid this money, silent, silent auction stuff, right? Yeah. So we, we put a, some money down on a silent auction stuff and then hold, Lord and behold, we won. And the thing that we won was a, a, a gift package of Universal stuff because the gala happened to be at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it gave, and it gave us, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, Swag from Universal and some DVDs, whatever else, as well as uh, four VIP passes to Universal. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they said, oh, great. So you got to do this. And I said uh, – and then I said, please tell us the date you're going and call this number to get uh, to to get the, the passes. Right. So we do and we get this this my wife did and she's like calls this uh uh this person and it's like oh yes oh you 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 were won the raffle okay great so uh can you be here on third would like you know this day work or saturday whatever and it's like uh sure and so we go there and then like we were immediately ushered to the front and then uh it's like you're going to meet a person to take you on a vip tour of universal mm-hmm. Uh, in front of Hogwarts, right? So the entrance right. of Hogwarts, right? Yes, that's cool. I'm like, okay, great. So we go there and I'm looking around. It's like, oh, there's going to be a group of us going on the VIP tour. I'm looking around and they're like, someone is meeting someone. It's like, are, are we here? It's like, uh, no, this is this tour. It's like, oh, you're part of a, no, I don't know what you're talking about, whatever. And then I see this one person standing there and he goes, are you Mr. Nichols or Mrs. Nichols? And he goes, Yes, and goes. Oh, great! You're with me. He's the director of Universal Studios Park. Wow! Wow! That took us on the tour. Look at that! Right, and that's because Universal was part of the donation of the Burbanks Group, and so that particular person was like personally is like I'm going to personally give these people a tour. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, really nice guy, and. By the way, you have never walked through – there's front of the line and then there's front of the line with the person with the that runs, runs the, the fucking, fucking park. <laughs> right. And that is like uh, the guy who says, everything OK with the break room? Great. Now, these people are coming through. Give them whatever seat on the on the roller coaster they want up front right. and then we go. And so he walks us through the entire park and we get to do all the rides and everything. Right. Super nice guy. That's insane. Su- uh, unbelie- it was unbelievable, right? That's unbelievable. Sure. And then um, the other thing we did is there's a uh, – uh, as you're going through Hogwarts, there's a, a thing you do where you get to do uh, uh, wand um, – uh, you get to go to the wand shop, mm-hmm. right? right. You get your and own personal wand. Get your, so what they do is they go to the wand shop and uh, and it's an experience where they walk through like 30 people at a time and then they go through the experience and they pick out one person in the crowd and it's like, ah, oh, you, you're going to select the crowd. And so this one lucky person kid right. out of 30 kids or whatever in the group – Gets to be the person. So they did that, except it was just the four of us. <laughs> and they pretty much just picked Lily right. immediately. Yes. And she, she, and Randomly so Randomly chosen from amongst so two four. As, as, <laughs> as her, the boss of the actress who's playing the wand person right. is watching. So she freaking, you know, made a big show of making right. it really great. After we got through this, my, my, and 
Karen and I were looking, it's like, this guy looks really familiar. Mm-hmm. And we've been, you know, with him for like a, part, a big part of the day. And we said, and he says like, oh yeah, I was, um, I was an actor, a child actor back in the day. Uh-huh. And I was like, yes. And then we started realizing, and then he pretty much revealed. So do you remember the show, The Nanny? Of course. Hmm. He was the young boy in The Nanny. <laughs> That's spectacular. Wow. <laughs> That's Yeah. Great. And he was like, oh my God, you totally look like a, an adult version of that <laughs> yeah, kid. Totally the, version. the nicest guy. That's funny. Super nice and very professional. Like, he was super courteous with all the people he was. He was great with the guests and you know, got us some butter beer and all that stuff. It was, it was, it was an amazing experience. But nonetheless, we did go to see the Waterworld show, and it's he was like, amazing. he goes, he looked like it's, it's, it's worth going because no, what Waterworld's a shitty movie. Yeah, he's like, it's worth it's going strange to. Strange that they came up with that because the movie didn't do well. Oh, I know. I think they started making it before the show is the fucking. Oh, the not. show is amazing. A- anyone who goes to Universal yeah, explosions, water, craziness. Yeah, insane. Don't want to spoil it, but there's some shit that happens at the end. You're like, I didn't know that's possible. Yeah. Uh, uh, and this is live action. Yeah, like this is galore. S- stunt work galore. Yeah, it's crazy. It is amazing. <laughs> Go see the Waterworld yeah, show yeah, at that. Universal. It's, it's, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, worth it. 100%. Even if you're not being turned around the park by the nannies. Uh, <sighs> nan- nan- how do you even say that? The one who was nannied. And, uh, yeah, that's still quite great. Yeah. yeah, was Fran Drescher the the wand lady? She was not. Oh, oh my god, that would have been so good. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and it was the kid from the Omen. So look at me now. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! No, her best role is in Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Spinal, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Oh my Blackman, god! You don't talk so much. You you don't talk <laughs> you don't, so much. You you don't talk so much. <clears throat> oh my god! Bobby Fleckman. <laughs> you got a greased naked woman. You telling me that's not sexist? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being sexy. Sexist. Sexist. Fist. I'm sorry. Oh my god! Between her and uh, Bobby the, Fleckman oh god, and Paul so Schaefer, Paul Hardy. Schaefer. Fufkin, <laughs> Polymer Records, Puppet Show, and Spinal Tap. I told them once. I told them a thousand times. <laughs> Spinal Tap first. Puppet Show. It's last. the timing. It's the timing. Can I ask you a favor? Speaking of Spinal Kick Tap, my ass. what do you guys? Kick my ass for a man. Now that we've done a year of this podcast, what do you guys want to do for the next year? Like, is there anything like, hey, you know, would it be cool if we did something different or this or that? Or do you just guys want to just keep hanging out every Tuesday? Well, which I'm I, totally cool with. I do love the baseline. I still want to push for uh, the other famous movie that you have not seen. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, 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 Clockwork Orange. Right? Yeah. And I would like to do a – That uh, actually I'm really looking forward to. Uh, that is – that is a you talk about a ride film, boy. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> really looking ride. forward to, to, to Clockwork Orange. And I've actually – you know, interesting. I've been saving that like a dessert. Yeah, you should. You for should. my That's life. That's worth it. That That's like a it. life dessert. Because yeah, I know I'm going to love that movie. Yeah. And I don't know why I've avoided watching it because somehow like I, I want to savor it. Like – it's like a chocolate souffle. Yeah. And you don't, I, you don't I, want it to I've be gone. Ordered it, I've ordered it 20 <laughs> minutes before my meal or, I will tell you, or 20 uh, years before my life, and I'm waiting for this chocolate souffle. It's been cooking souffle. the whole time, and now it's here. The, I will tell you and this. It, and, and, and it's going to be super puffy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and, yeah. and it's, I'm going to break Plump it open and, and it's going to be this heat yes. and this Steam smell, smell of Incredible. chocolate. Yep. Yeah, That is exactly true. And I tell you this because a friend, uh, a, a mutual friend of ours. Or an orange souffle as the case may be. This is true. <laughs> uh, well, we all know Mark Pereira. 
Right? Oh yeah, 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 Mark. Uh, and uh, a, a co-filmmaker of mine and uh, uh, and all of ours. Uh, and Mark uh, had not seen Barry Lyndon. Wow. And uh, right. uh, and he was avoiding it because uh, not because he was afraid it was going to be bad, but because he was afraid of completing the Kubrick collection. Oh, not having any more Kubrick. He was like, that after that, there's no more Kubrick. And he was yeah. like, I don't, I don't know if I can handle that, you know, like, cause it's like, if it's, if it's not as good as the other ones, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. And I'm not like, and I was just like, brother, we just got to do it. We just got to do this thing. It's worth it. You know what I also want to see? Mm-hmm. Cause I haven't seen that as well as razor's edge. And I, oh, I, yeah, I yeah, really, which one razor's, razor's edge, edge. Yes. because I, I, um, which one, the Murray one, the Murray, your one. favorite, your favorite. It's a 43 one, which is really good. Is that 43 we can, we can one? Can do both and compare. 42, 43, the one that we're yeah. interested in is the one that you uh, I yeah, like them both. Because um, I, you know, you talked about it and it's like, okay, that's, that's, a, that's one of your favorite films. And, and oh, wait, uh, uh, what's his name? Cohen, um, Rob Cohen. Was producer on it? Yeah, Rob Cohen was producer. I mean, yeah, he was. Did you did. I maybe you told me this before, and I was yeah. just repeating my amazement. But yeah, that no, was amazing. I, yeah, Rob Cohen was producer on it. So, anyway, um, but I don't know what. It, but I watched a trailer to it, and I'm like, whoa, I want to see that film. Yeah, it's interesting that that would have been an entirely different Bill Murray career if that had taken off. Like Bill Murray would have been going down a different road, I think, if that had. Well, done. he eventually he did. did. He yeah. ultimately did. comes around, right? Broken yeah. Flowers. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. Great. Talk about right. Another Jarmusch classic, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Great film. But it took what? him a while to get there. Did you guys see the zombie film he did? I still have not seen that. Not yet. yet. I actually haven't seen the vampire film he's done, which is really embarrassing. Which one is that? Said, that's only Lovers Left Alive, which I understand is great. Jarmusch. Jarmusch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Jarmusch. Love me yeah. some Jarmusch. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen the zombie film and I haven't seen the vampire film. So what's, the, what's the the Western Dead Man? No, Dead, Dead Man. Dead Man. I've Dead seen Man. Dead Man many, many, many times. It's the skull crushing. Oh my God, it's so okay. You look like some kind of goddamn religious icon. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what's the uh, what's uh, what's his name? Crispin Glover on the train. Uh, Do you I've remember the part once. in the boat? <laughs> Yeah, I oh, met man. him once. Oh yeah, yeah, How was it? yeah. He was he us. exactly what you pictured? Yeah, he, yeah. I, I, I have a couple books he signed that he did, but he would do the talk about. Um, I heard him on a podcast. It's like, oh my god, this guy is disturbed. He's disturbed. I, I imagine he's certainly good at it. <laughs> like he's he is- he went on and on and on to the point where like. Oh, this is very l- hard to listen to. Yeah, it's like someone. Yeah, he has honed that. If that's an act, he's honed it. So like, I think he's. Honed. I think he could be maybe Spectrum. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, there's something about him oh. that I feel like he's he's really a smart guy, and he gives uh, he does the talks about um, it's not there or yeah the movie he made yeah, movie, that. and then I would go to those. So in the past ten years, I been like twice or two and times. everyone in that film has down syndrome that's down syndrome that's right yep. and but he's doing the same i feel like he just does it to raise money but i have a couple books he signed met his father <clears throat> who was in chinatown so i met his father which is oh yeah you told me that that's the guy at the yeah, end. yeah forget about it yep. jake it's chinatown yeah yep. and uh but i do feel like a little act but i do feel like he's got a little bit of this that spectrum yeah my sister yeah there's something because certainly he's so consistent with his uh his uh, per- persona. Interesting guy, yeah, though. Interesting. Yeah. But total off-the-cuff filmmaker. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. It's interesting that he like he chose to be in so many like mainstreamy movies like Back to the Future and stuff like that when clearly he just wants to go make some weird shit. Like that's that's when what you he's watch <clears throat> when you watch the David. But he Redman, was amazing in Back to the Future. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, like I don't think good. Back to the Future would have been as interesting if it but was. But it wasn't Arthur, him right? though originally, right? No, no, it is Eric Stoltz. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz was, yeah, yeah, it's Michael. Yeah, you can that. see the stuff with him and Eric Stoltz online. I think Stoltz is actually pretty good, but he's too serious. Speaking of Eric he's Stoltz, serious. he wants to be on the podcast. The other Eric Stoltz. The other Eric Stoltz. Yep, that's right. I'm so still we have to do an architect. Kind of wonderful, though. Yeah. Just so, uh, so that's another one, you yep. know? Famous uh, arch- architecture films is another one that I want to do. Architecture films. That's yeah. true. I mean, I don't know if I have any particular. Oh, there's one that I remember uh, in the early 90s and it was. Columbus. Uh, I want to do Columbus. Have you guys seen this? The... No. <sighs> That's nice. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me finish. It was called. I was it was one. Rem. It wasn't Rem Kuhas. It's a. Uh, my architect. Uh, it's you're talking about. No, no, no. It was nineteen. David Byrne did the music. True stories. No, I've seen that one. I'm going to look it up. It's a. Uh, God, it was a doc. Um, it was a film about. It was 1990, 91. I saw it at the the um, the uh, Lincoln Center. Um, David Byrne did the soundtrack. Yeah. Don't know. It's so cool, dude. It was like um wasn't Rem Coolhaus, it was uh Jean Novel, maybe? It was one of those guys. Uh David Byrne Architecture Films. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Uh how architecture helped evolve music? Uh, David Byrne on architecture. There's a whole fuckload of this. That's just YouTube. Interesting. Ninety, ninety-one. I'll look it up. Hmm. Uh, it's really cool. True Stories is great. We do. True Stories is great too. Yes, the cook, the did you guys ever see that? I have not yet seen it. It's in the on belly the of the architects. In the belly it. of the architect. Peter no. Greenaway. Peter Greenaway. Peter Greenaway. Yeah, we, there's a, that's another uh, popular. Columbus uh, is something that's interesting to me. Do mm-hmm. you guys know about Columbus, I don't uh, think Indiana? I no. Uh, yeah, so, they built all the the. Uh, uh, whose whose places are there? The, okay, so it's a s- smallish town in Indiana mm-hmm. called Columbus, uh, which has got some of the biggest architects in the world of all built buildings there. Uh-huh. So this town is like filled with like amazing, Just incredible stuff, incredible architecture. Yeah, it's not like, New and York. it's really amazing. Yeah, and. Um, I don't remember. And there's that. a film about this. Oh, he won. David Byrd won for the Last Emperor. Uh, so the hmm. the uh, the 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 actor uh, the Asian actor who was in Harry Kumar uh, yeah, yeah. go to White Castle yeah, right uh, he has a, an indie film called Columbus and it's about him going to uh, oh, that sounds good yeah deal with his dad who died in this town that's what the trailer sounds right. I've never seen it either right but it's dealing with a personal issue and architecture. And set in the in the tone of this town, and mm-hmm. architecture definitely seems to play a role here. Right, right. Uh, and it's beautifully shot. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so that was good. something that, like, I hadn't seen the film. I was interested in seeing the film, 
I proposed it to Eric. I don't think Eric has seen the film either. I have not seen this film. So none of us have seen it. So bringing a guest and none of us have seen the yeah, film. Yeah, I love this. I love this yet line. somehow it happens to be about architecture seems interesting. Yeah, some of my favorite stuff is when we don't – like none of us have any – footing on this at all we have no yeah. pretty, you know like uh, opinion about it the uh, first time i i heard about columbus indiana was um uh there was a a pretty uh, an amazing architect named stanley sadowitz uh who is based out of the bay area san francisco mm-hmm. and uh he gave a lecture at, at rice where i went to architecture school uh and he did a bunch of buildings in one of the parks at uh, in Columbus, so mm. a park uh, doing architecture for a park is kind of a big deal because it's very visible, right? Yeah. And so he did outside. like the public restrooms and stuff. They were like amazing, like right. uh, like incredible, and then as well as some bridges and all these different sort of structures. They're like beautiful structures, look like sculptures, right? Right. Uh, and it was kind of amazing. I was like, oh, my God, this architect's amazing. Stanley Sadowitz, to me, I, I loved his work. Um, and uh, anyway, I remember at one point uh, I was um, – I was, I was, you know, I was, like I said, I went to Rice and we were in San Francisco. And I, uh, I knew that my advisor uh, knew, knew Stanley and I said, I'm going to go to San Francisco. I would love to be able to go see Stanley Sidowitz. And he goes, well, just call his office and see if you can get a tour. So I literally just called the office and said, my name is you know, Chris Nichols. I was an architecture student at Rice. I'd love to get a tour of the office. And he goes, okay, well, you know, let us know when you're going to be here. And I said, well, you know, at Solomon's like, uh, will there be anyone there on Saturday? Because I happen to be there on Saturday. And he goes, yeah, someone will probably be here. So I'm walking through the streets of San Francisco and I've seen pictures of their office mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, look at that. It's, it's their office. <laughs> oh and, and I'm like walking up and I got up to the building and I see Stanley Sadowitz at the top of the building waving at me, <laughs> the, the guy. And he's like, he was the only person in the office <laughs> He's like, come on, I'll take you to the Waterworld show. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> exactly. That's what it felt like. And we sat there and we chatted and he was cynical and everything sure. else. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And I, I just, we basically hung out with him for like two hours. That's pretty chill, dude. That's and pretty and cool. then it was like he were looking at his models and he was just telling us about architecture. He was – he's very cynical. He was very cynical at the mm-hmm. time, uh, which is normal. Most architects – uh, should be cynical because the world of architecture is kind of a shitty job <laughs> and thankless. Right. Uh, it is thankless. Yeah. It's yeah. thankless, right? So, but but uh, but you do it because you love doing it. It's not like I was so great. Look at this amazing building. It's like you know what it took to get that fucking building made. You have no idea, but I did it anyway. And fuck you, and hope you like it. Have you, you ever know? seen the movie um, uh, Lock? No. Oh, man. I highly, highly, highly recommend this movie. Uh, I'm sorry it, I'm ranting about architecture. No, right? not at all. There's a, it is about uh, uh, Tom Hardy. Um, is, he is a, uh, a, a construction um, foreman. I'm not, uh, anyway, like a, higher up in this, the construction of this building. Yep. And his, he is in charge uh, of the team that is going to pour the concrete for the base of the building. 
Uh-huh. Right. And uh and he is it's the big day. It's the big day of the poor. Like it's oh, about, yeah. to, about to hit, right? The poor is a big, big deal. deal. Big deal. Yeah. Right. And he gets a call. You can't you have to be continuous. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, that's and right. Like, My friend the, was in charge of the uh, one of the guys for um Cesar Pelle, Petronas Towers. Yeah. My, one of my buddies. Oh my god! Had, Fuck yeah! That's like you got to have like a hundred trucks. He said it was at in the morning. It was like uh, headlights going all the way back, like a hundred trucks. Yeah, like a yeah. mile, and Everything it was just constant pour, constant pour for, for, for the foundation. Yeah, yeah, he said yeah, it was crazy. He was so you can't tired. Stop. You can't like stop. sticking a knife, a yeah. fork in his leg just to wake him up a little bit. That, yeah. and, and like <laughs> there can be there can be no problems with the mixture. There can be no problems with all this stuff, right? Yeah, and you can't stop it. The beginning of the movie. He is, it's like, it's about to have, the pour is going to happen. Like it's hours away. Yeah. Right. And he gets a call from a woman. He's married from a woman that he slept with, uh, nine months ago, uh, right. who was having a baby today. Right. And yes. He told the story. That, yeah. And, uh, and so he, the beginning of the movie, he gets in his car and he drives to the hospital and that is the entire film. Is in the car talking to everyone involved in his life, who is his wife, who is finding out that he's had an affair and is now having a child with another woman. Right. Uh, the, for, to the people that are expecting to fucking be there for the poor, uh, to the people that are like uh, that are under him who have to do the poor anyway. Right. And all these massive tensions coming down on top of him, and it's all through the lens of his perspective of someone who is trying to construct something stable and it is such a fucking masterpiece of simple filmmaking much it, better than titanic it is uh, <laughs> it is as good as like put it this way this will involve both it is as good at what it does as titanic is at what it does and almost as visionary and, and and almost as visionary as titanic yep, i'm with that right? and there is no unlike titanic there is no flab like it is 100 percent a straight, perfect shot of a totally original film. Unbelievably good. I have to set, man, it's an architecture movie on the side. Okay. And I I know I've given you shit throughout tonight about, (laughs) uh, about like, yes, but that Titanic, right? (laughs) Right. Yes, but the acting is shit. Or yes, but the characters are flawed. Yes, but blah, 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 blah. And, um, that's okay for me to say that. Absolutely, um, and uh, and I and I in large part agree. And you in large part agree. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I should also say that you should also be allowed to enjoy everything that you said, despite all of that. Oh, I, I feel I feel very good. And I don't feel like anyone's infringed on anything. So I would like to acknowledge that you are not wrong. I appreciate. I appreciate you, you are saying not so. wrong for doing that because that you're right. Like there are movies that I enjoy sure. that are obviously flawed, mm-hmm. but but you but you love them. I I, I dismiss. It. I acknowledge their flaws and say I don't care because fuck you. It's great. Absolutely. And right? I and in no way has anyone made me feel like. I'm a bozo for liking this thing. Like right. You guys have treated, treated the whole thing very, uh, in a very lovely way, and I love talking about this movie. And right. Thank you very much for, 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 for experiencing this with me. I'm very, very excited about that. But that, that just the conversation about that has been something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. That's good business, man. 
Yeah. Love love the stuff. So we are going to do some more uh I I, I there's part of you wants to bring Martini Giant like by the end of the year I'd like to see if we can do something a little bit different. Let's hear it. I don't know yet. Because the thing is Martini Giant always takes unexpected turns. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of cool. We always like we did one about John Wick. Yep. And I thought we were going to talk like there is plenty of material to talk about John Wick, but we hardly talked about John Wick. <laughs> can I make Can I make a suggestion? <laughs> we covered yeah. a lot of territory with John Wick, and it was three films. What if we did back to back? What if we did two episodes with the same director but different films, high and low? His oh, good one sure. and his bad one. That's interesting. Yeah. And reflect right. upon it. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. That's, that's great. So, that's so we two do episodes on Titanic. James Cameroon, um, <laughs> which would be Titanic, his worst one, and his best one would be Titanic. So we can do two in a row. It's nice. No, we pick like one this. of his – Right. We pick a high and a low and based on money – I guess how much it made at the box office. Well, we could do or whatever or, or, we decide. Or, or we decide. At all. Like it. We, we I, pick I, a director. You pick Chris. Then we pick their best and worst films, and the, we start with the worst and we go to the best. The next one. Okay. I think that's. I, I certainly love the idea of having like a little pocket show like that. I think it's a good idea. I think so. that's good. I think yeah. one of the things I think that is interesting is from you know uh, Bertrand's uh, uh, thing is like. We should make sure that we continue to have the three of us do our little thing, right? Mm-hmm. Having guests on are great because they bring new perspective and bring new ideas yep. and all that stuff. And those are great. You know, I think that and there are several that we've had that are amazing. I Absolutely. Think, you know, uh, X-Ray was great and Sally was great. Zardoz is one of our, our, our most loved episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a big one. That was a big one. Zardoz is yeah. doing really well. Yeah, that's amazing. Zardoz. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. And – you Sally did really well too. Oh, Sally's fucking yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we got Is that to talk the about one it. you were you offended her? Who's I, I, was, offended? I was a screaming asshole, oh, but everyone oh, else had a, oh, was oh, marvelous. Oh, yeah. oh, I should um um I should note. So so Sally was on yesterday right. on CG Garage and that episode, I don't know when it's coming out. It's going to be on around the same time this comes out or maybe a little after that. Uh, but what was funny about this, Sally, is because it was Sally and her two coworkers, and I, the uh, the the premise of the CG Garage is that they take over the podcast, <laughs> right, 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 and that I am not actually contributing that and, much. Yeah, right, you're hanging I'm back, hanging back, and they're talking about stuff. So it's mostly about uh uh them and their perspective about being women in technology in some way. Although I gotta say that was a a veil they really just took off and did their own thing it's and it was cool great stuff. yeah right but we did cover mansplaining <laughs> and, mansplaining and we we bashed you pretty hardcore I'm glad on that you did i deserve yes. it i absolutely yes. deserve it yes and yes. i and i and we joked about it and then i said we roasted dan pretty hard I, about I, that mansplain it again Man- let me explain it to you <laughs> <laughs> is when you're when you you're looking at someone who you feel has an inferior brain and you explain it to them like you are smarter than they are. Now, to be and fair, it makes I, you don't, f- I definitely don't think that Sally has an inferior brain. No, not in the so slightest. I understand that. Yeah. It but, is just a mode that you can slip into if you're not careful when you're talking about. Stuff. So let me explain to you, Eric, about 
Eric Clapton. Yeah, exactly. Eric Clapton. Eric, just so, just so you know, he's an American musician. He was very, very big. That's mansplaining. Have you heard of right? him? <laughs> I'm not sure. Right. So that's mansplaining, right? right. So um, and uh, what happens sometimes, and we discussed it on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, is that sometimes people tend to get into that mode when they get nervous. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know what I was nervous about? Talking to fucking Sally Slade. Yeah, because she's fucking brilliant. <laughs> she's amazing. And she's, like, also, she's a superstar. She's also super humble. Yes. And, and will, if you mansplain to her, she'll just sort of sit there and nod at you. She was absolutely cool. I was, I was, a, I was a dumbass. What are you going to do? That's the way it goes. Any, any bashing? I but who was nervous around her? I'm nervous around her. She's fucking. She's a. She, she is a. She's genius. She's a genius. She's a legit genius. She is a charming, inventive, insanely creative person. Who, you should have seen the two girls to the left and right of her just gushing over her, yeah, and Sally phenomenal. just like absolutely having a hard time dealing with uh, with the, the the praise. Yeah, and it's like, and you know, for for her to. To, to you know show she, such poise while I was acting like a, a moron, you know, I really appreciate that she. She, she took just that started in stride. a new corporation, <laughs> by the way, uh, which is a nonprofit uh, that is about uh, explaining uh, government bills to you on Instagram. Did you know about this? I That's did not cool. know about this. Jesus Christ! You, and it's got the most nerdy name ever. It's called Dan Sucks Bill. <laughs> bill, because it's a bill. Uh-huh. Bot because it's a robot. Uh-huh. Yes, Baggins, Bill Bot Baggins. That's though. great. That's great. <laughs> you gotta say that's pretty great. That's dorky great. Oh, man. So yep. her Instagram is Bill Bot Baggins, and it's about explaining bills to you, that's and amazing. it just deliver like it just grasps it from your look, and it's open source, so you can do it for every state. That's cool. Yep. So it just explains, here's a bill that's about to pass in your state. Just you, you should know, know this. Because yeah. that's where you actually Because they're going to rename the highway this or whatever the hell it is. Like, is this really fucking important the in my state? The level where you have control over your government is this. <laughs> and <laughs> this it's doing simple. it on Instagram, yes. Yes, where amazing. instead of looking at pictures of cats, you should be probably finding out what's yes. going on in your local government. Well. It is no surprise it's to me very that, smart. that Sally continues to be completely amazing, and I hope that she forgives me enough to come back on the show again. Oh, of course she, she does. She, who's the one that did the T-shirts? That's, That's her. Okay. Yeah. And she, she does everything. She's yeah. got, she does everything. Yep. Yeah. And she's got, you know. Who's the one that Dan offended? Also Sally. Also Sally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just want to double check. Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't bring that back up. I apologize. And, uh, yeah. Who's the one who's going to be president in 2040, which was pretty much brought up on, on that podcast yesterday? <laughs> yeah. I believe Sally. It. Yeah. <laughs> I believe this to be true. That who's the one that didn't like Dan? The Sa- woman? Um, the smart one? There were, uh, there's a couple answers oh, to this. Wait, it was no, her. <laughs> Actually, Sally likes Dan. She's very patient with me. She is. very, very kind of her. She she is, totally she's she's amazing. Yep. Uh, I, love, I love Sally dearly. I cannot tell you how much i love her there it is she is so smart and she's such an inspiration and uh you know i want to take my daughter who i mentioned recently uh and 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 i say and and who broke a, a brick and i say you see your mother you see sally these are your role models for women that's so good man yep 
See Dan? Don't. See Dan? See, this is what you avoid him. See, this is a good example of douchebags. You're not a douchebag. You're actually a wonderful person. You're not. On the side. You're not. Okay. You're not the nicest guy, but you are. That's Nancy, and I'll show you Dan in a sec. And Olivia with Cesar Santos. You guys know he's a painter. I have one of his paintings. Yeah, we talked about it before. Fantastic. Okay, so I, I, yeah, your daughter's taller than Nancy now. Lily's taller than Lily. Uh, that than, Lily's than Karen. Than Lily. That's an amazing That's thing. Great. Yeah, <laughs> the day your daughter gets taller than herself. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It's amazing. Great picture. Ah, oh, look at that. Yeah, look at that dude. He's great. Oh yeah, his stuff is. Ferocious man, yeah. it's hard. I do, I yeah, do realize that then when we, when I listen to the podcast and we're like, oh, look at that swapping thing. picture, Isn't that beautiful. Yeah, look at that. So I apologize to the audience for that. <laughs> That's right. They but it's okay. Lot. Listen, you guys have to deal with it. You know, every now and then we have to share pictures. His new piece. Yes. Um, oh Jesus! Look at that thing. Yeah. See, this is difficult. It's so it's, we're looking at a we're picture right now. Picture of a man with a beard. There's a lovely Cesar Santos. So SantosCesar.com. Amazing. Painter. Yeah. I have one of his pieces from a couple of years ago, and I went to go see him, and yeah, we talked. Stunning. And uh, he got to look at Olivia's work because my daughter's a great artist. And we talked mm-hmm. about – she was like, I'm not washing my hand. I, bl- I don't blame her. That's magnificent. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic, though. His, his oil work is – Yeah, that's pretty stunning. Yes, please check that out. Santos Cesar's his name is Cesar Santos but it goes santocesar.com he's one of the great he paints like an Italian master he's one of the great living painters unbelievable and young like 35 curse him curse him you should introduce him to Ian Spriggs I'm sure the two of them would get along I'm sure Ian knows who he is maybe I'm sure they have the same sense of light yes yeah yeah Yeah, very much so and he has a great vlog um, video vlog yeah uh, interesting. Oh, about he just talks about process, so you can watch it. He's got tons of. Do videos. you have his contact information? Yeah. Well, you want it? Well, I want to. Get... Yeah, I can just. I'll send you all that stuff. I want to get him in. Like you know, I I always like whenever I see two people that are that should connect, I want to connect them. That's actually one of the things I love to do. Honestly speaking, making it happen. Make two people that I feel like oh you you boop. You're like a yenta. You're yentl. A yentl. Yep, yep. Dan, yeah, can you hear me? Papa, can, can you hear me? me? Yeah, see? That's nice. Brought it back around the movies right there. Yeah. <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker. <laughs> we don't play, pay royalties, but there it is. You know what we're talking I about. I know. <laughs> but that's it. So that's what the year is bringing from Martini Giant. Are There's we doing one more before we go? Be, I mean, before the end of the year? Yeah. Let's say, okay, what is today? So that let's go behind the curtain. Today is uh, December seventeenth. That would mean we would have to do one on Christmas Eve. Not happening. And we're not doing one on New Year's Eve either. How about not a Tuesday? So the next one, <laughs> we could well we could do one on Monday the twenty third, possibly. Uh. But the next one I have scheduled, which I'm very excited about, is the, the, the guy Tin, not Tintin. What the fuck is that guy? Justin. <laughs> it gets Just, late. I'm having a little booze. Tintin Toretto. Justin Denton. Justin Denton. Justin, yes. 
I'm not retarded. Honestly. With a movie You're not that, retarded. With a movie that I've never even well, heard of. Never <laughs> even heard of. And he goes, and, and th- this is the thing, because I knew Justin, and I said, you should you should do Martin John, when it goes like, oh, yeah, and I've got just a movie. And it's and it's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, whatever it is, that sounds amazing. So, so the movie he wants to talk about is called Bad, Bad Boy, Boy Bubby, Bubby. Yep. which is an Australian-Italian film. Fabrizio. Hey, I love the garden. <laughs> and you look at it, it looks it looks like a more disturbing version of uh um uh, what was the Australian film we did? Wake and Fright. Wake, Wake and, and Fright. Fright, God bless. It looks like a more disturbing version of Wake and Fright. Oh my god, this is gonna go well. This is gonna go really well. It's like uh, what's the Ma- Mandy? What's the, the, the Nick Cage? Oh Mandy. Ah. It's like it's like the Mandy version of Wake and Fright. I love it. I love That's it. what it looks like to Everyone me in a trailer. Within earshot of this podcast. If you do not know what Mandy is, rent it and love it. Right. So so this this looks so that's that's we're going to record that on January 7th. Right, so Bad Boy Bubby is coming up and you should look for it wherever you can find it so you'll know what the hell we're talking yeah. about. Once uh, we but we have it. we have a couple other podcasts still in the bank that will be coming out between those two. That's true. We have uh, I don't plan on missing any of our uh, regularly scheduled programs. In fact, we've actually put out a few extra bonus episodes mm-hmm. like the Roscar stuff and everything else. Yep. We haven't uh, actually even talked about like best films of the year or any of that stuff this year. No. 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 Do we need to? I don't know. What were your favorite movies this year? Or this is our this is our last episode of the year. I that that's the thing, is like I actually don't go to the oh I don't go to the movies that much. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because you catch up with them later. I do, mm-hmm. but it, what I've also realized is that there's stuff that I've liked on streaming more mm-hmm. than actually going to the movies and it's not always a film it's something i want to see jewel jewel richard jewel no jewel yeah yeah richard jewel richard jewel yeah it looks i good. want to see that yeah. it's supposed to be great uh what's the movie i talked about i don't even remember the title of it because i loved it so much it was at the beginning of the year it was the amazon show with uh knives uh, out no, 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 no. It's about the guy Unchained. that, that were there in purgatory. Uh, it was so good. Um, who's the guy from uh, Portlandia? Yes, I now know what you're talking about. It is Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. And the movie, the show you're talking about is not forever. Something like that. So, yes. Yeah. Something along those lines. I think it's forever. Is it forever? Yeah. Uh, the, I have not seen this yet, but yeah, you, you recommended it highly. Oh, I was like, oh, uh, it's shockingly good, yeah. right? Uh, Maniac was also really good. Right. right. With uh, good. Jonah, Jonah Hill and- um, and uh, I didn't like Maniac. And uh, what, You did what? not like Maniac. Uh, and uh, what's her name? Yeah, she's great. She's in the, the, the favorite. Uh, Emma, yes. Emma, Emma St- Stone, Stone. yes. Emma Stone and and uh, Justin Thoreau, unbelievable. Yeah, I love I love Emma Stone. She can Chernobyl is unbelievable. Chernobyl. Okay, so so that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Did you see the guy from the kid from uh, the uh, Killing of the Sacred Deer? Oh yeah, yeah. He's great. He's terrific in that thing. So so the the point being is like strange, strange. There there's there's stuff out there that's not a movie. Yeah. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not a movie in the classic sense of being called a movie. Like movies are movie theaters and TV. So, is TV is TV. Right. So, so forever. 
I think it, I'm pretty sure it's called Forever now. Now that I think about it, it's like you're right. I think that's what it's called. Right. Like and Undone was yeah, amazing. Which is great. Yep. Yeah. I mean, these things. This is. Uh, 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 what's the? I love the Americans too. I love the guy. The guy. That guy's an actor and a half, man. Oh, the Americans. Yeah, the Americans. Oh my god, he's transparent. Yeah, like he 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 does what he's supposed to do, which is to sort of uh, um, uh, disappear into the characters that he plays. So he's like, he's he's an actor playing an actor. Yeah, yeah, which is also amazing. Yeah. Um, Bojack Horseman is the thing that I was going to say. Bojack Horseman which is amazing. Also ending this January, um, but yeah, no, I think that there's been there's been some sort of mild controversy over that people on Twitter uh, go back and forth about like, you know, is it really like the definition of cinema and definition of film and definition of what movies are and all this kind of stuff? Like the way I prefer to look at this now is everything is a fucking movie. Everything. Like Twin Peaks got nominated, not nominated. Uh, Twin Peaks was listed as one of the uh, Twin Peaks: The Return was nominated by Cahiers de Cinema. This is one of the best films of uh, the 2010s, or uh, and uh, and people are like, but it's a show, and they're like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like a big story that you watch that was That's shot right. with cameras. <laughs> there That's you go. Right. Yeah. So like, let's look at it that way, and we should hold everything to. I think the best way to look at it is that we should hold everything to that. To the standard that we expect out of yeah. the greatest art, and clearly, in, on the business side of things, this town is is in a revolution. Yeah, and I mean just town. I mean Los Angeles. Right. Like the the movie industry, the the six studios that pretty much thought they had it all like locked up and ready to go. Their world is being turned around. Yeah, everything's changing. It's wild everything's yeah. changing, and Disney is like was the first to react but you know the Paramounts and the Warner Brothers and all those guys yeah. Universal is like oh we'll make Peacock it's like okay yeah. Yeah. go with God go with God yeah. but like but clearly the streaming world is going to dominate the 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 the, the industry and the the worlds of the AMC theaters and the popcorn for $17 is going away which is on the negative aspect of that I'm glad to see them go. Yes. Yes. Like, and like I've always said, like the uh, – like I don't defend going to the movie theater because of I'm some – I'm sorry for AMC, but – Well, hey. Yeah. You know, like the uh, – that's that's business. But in like I don't defend going to the movie theater because there's some magical something that happens with movie theaters. Like, oh, the magic of film and it's only good if it's projected. Yeah. Like I just like watching things really fucking big. <laughs> like a, it's a special experience to watch something in a movie theater because it's gigantic and the sound is amazing. That's why I want to do it. Right. And, but and we've already just discussed this. This right. is not necessarily going to go away. Yeah, exactly. So like I think so that's going to change into a new to, thing. It's going to like, it's it's become still, a different experience. Right. And so like I think what we're going to see – Going it, to the theater is not going to feel like you're getting ripped off at a car dealership. Yes. And, I, and, and it I, does round. I, full, I fully experience like, – I think ultimately this transition – because my where my tune has changed the most is my worry about what will happen to uh, certain kinds certain kinds of art that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I used to worry about this a lot. Now I can see a future in which I do get to go to the movie theater to watch Chernobyl all at once, and I will totally do that. Yeah, like I would prefer to see Chernobyl on a sixty foot screen. I would like that. That is what I would like. And I think it'll be a kind of experience where it won't be a theater filled with shitheads that are checking their phone and talking to their whatever. Like, I think that, 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 that it's become sort of niche enough that if they go after it the right way, 
we'll get everything that we want. Yes. And I think that we'll no longer be limited by the seat rental format of the business model of movie theaters, mm. yet we will still have movie theaters, and we will start to gain the... It's going to be more like the Alamo Draft House. Yeah, exactly. And we'll be able to gain, gain what is good, what has been... like The things that are great about what we used to call TV uh, will now be... Uh, it'll all merge together as movies can be any length they want, and you can see them where you want to see them. Right. That's perfect. That's great. And that's what I want. Because then it's any kind of movie, and you can just see it when, how you want to see it. And uh, so I, my, I, as you know from uh, when we first started uh, Martini Giant on, um, on uh, uh, CG Garage, like I used to have a, a pessimistic view of this. But now I'm turning towards an optimistic view. And I believe that we are going to end up with a magical world where movies are good and they are what they need to be instead of being limited by business, which is what they've been hamstrung by. Yeah, I agree. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, Chernobyl, good, point. good fucking businessman. That's good. That's good stuff. And I'm looking forward to, to Martin Giant. I would like to see us, although I love the audio quality of this room, I would love to see us adventure a little bit outside this room somehow. There's something that, there's something that I think would be interesting to make, something happen outside this room. I love this plan. And I haven't figured out what that is yet. Yeah. I like this idea a lot. I like this idea a lot. I like doing I I like uh I like road trips. I like yeah. getting out in the field. In the back of a car. I just have to figure out the audio because honestly the audio in this room is good when yeah. you hear it. Uh, yeah, I can hear every rustle of Eric's pages. These lovely sketches that he's doing. Which is a very yeah. – what, what, what was the uh, CBD so sound? Beautiful. No, not, that's that's marijuana. What is, uh, no, it's a uh, – It's marijuana. Uh, it's oil. A, a, I never remember it. A, uh, ASDM, ASDR, AFDL. We'll have to ask Sally. AOL. She's way smarter than yes, us. Yes, that's true. Yes. That's true. Then I'll explain it to her. But but yeah, it's it's the sound of these little things like Eric. Environmental sketch common pad. sounds. Yes. Yeah. Environmental common sounds. Yeah. Okay. So no, where are you thinking about holding the the next one? I don't know. At How about the point. Olive Garden? We do a little promo. Fuck yeah, dude. That lasagna is. We get the actor that played him. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Get him to come. I would okay, love, what's Fabrizio up to now? I would love it. It's like if we can go to like, I know it's stupid, but if we go to, if we could find a way that we could all go to like THU Malta or something and we would just do podcasts over there. <laughs> that would be amazing. I love it. Right? Yeah, we should definitely and do And then bring, bring, bring people that are fans of the podcast over there. Obviously. I don't know if that's possible. There's the no water world There's show. no budget for that. <laughs> there's there's there, nothing. There are ways these things happen. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if anyone I, has any ideas yeah, of where we can do like uh, uh, like a little martini giant retreat in some ways, it would be amazing. Yep. Uh, as long as it involves fishing, that's all I care about. You want some fly fishing? You action? love fishing, don't you? Uh, uh, yeah, I love fishing. Um, I do. Nice deal. Could you do it every day? Oh, 100%. If you had the opportunity. Uh, every day. That should, you should aim for this. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. So so Karen and I figured out like if, if, if she and I didn't have job, if we basically didn't need to work anymore. You'd right? fly fish. So <laughs> she and, and the kids are in school or independent or whatatever's going on. And we, li and we, like, we buy a place mm -hmm. somewhere where what we do is 
uh, she and I go off and she, she and I hike and I get to the river or wherever or the, 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 the coast or wherever I'm going to go fishing. Mm-hmm. She drops me off there and then she continues to hike into the freaking wilderness and climbs the Mount Everest or whatever she's going to do. Right. I fish all day. She goes and accomplishes, uh, you know, amazing mountaintops. Mm-hmm. Then she comes down, picks me up, and then we go home and have dinner. That 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 that's our day. That's a pretty good day. That sounds like a great insurance scam setup. It's like I came back, he wasn't there. I looked around, he was happened. dead in the river. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I went on my usual hike. Oh, but did she? Yeah. Did she go on she the hike? She has the photos, but they're See, not and, and, the and, then, and then <gasps> okay, so maybe when we do this, maybe we do that three days a week, and then two days a week we write that plot. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's, oh, that's pretty good. I like this. We can pitch right? that. That sounds good. I like it. So, so yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I would. I would. I would. I could sit in a body of water and cast all day long, every day. That's a, that's a, that's a good deal. Dan, what mm. could you do every day? Uh, I could. Um, uh, I could play Disco Elysium, probably for ten hours straight. What is that? What the fuck is that? Disco Elysium is uh, a video game. Uh, that uh, it's an indie video game, and it's uh, uh, sort of a it's it's a, you know remember things like Monkey Island and like click games like that. Yeah. It is uh, that only as a incredibly well written work of art. Like okay. it's one of the strangest, most beautiful games I've ever played. Available on? Uh, I'm playing it on PC. I think that's the only place you can play it. It just won a bunch of awards, the Video Game Awards for best indie. And best narrative and all this kind of stuff, and now people have suddenly clicked onto it. But it is—is uh, is it related at all to the Blank Camp film? It is not. It okay. is not. although it, it sort of has some of the same kind of setting. Interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, they, I think they might be fans of that. Uh, yeah, but no. In, in seriousness, I would. Uh, I I would write and make movies all day if I were, if I could do it. If you can do it, yeah, yep. that's cool. That's yep. what that's Eric's my doing anyway. That's my that's my whole yeah, what would you do all day long, Eric? Or are you doing it and you're just worried you're going to run out of money? Uh, I would just paint. You'd paint? Oh, yeah. You're killing it on that sketch right there. I, I always wanted it. I mean, that's what I studied in undergrad. And, I yeah, my heroes were like Eric, you know, like Eric Fischel, some Kiefer. Yeah. I just fucking loved And Bacon, I just was like, but I just, you know, I started working for a director and, and I did love – movies i i really loved movies and i just you know but for me i could i think down the road if i can find a way to make some money i would just do that yeah yeah i, I mean think- i there's rem cool uh neo rao is one of my favorite painters along with like cesar it just takes a commitment but i think if you did it maybe if you're still alive like in 10 years you could probably you know get something going but it is a great it's kind of like being a monk but i think do you prefer? Uh, it sounds like the both of you might say yes to this. Do you prefer uh, sort of solitary um, uh, things like these? Interesting, you brought that up mm-hmm. because uh, both our things are basically solitary. Yeah, right. So my my sister uh, noticed this about me. You know, when I was like in college or whatever. Like everything I did as a quote unquote sport ever that I was good at was all about something you would do by yourself. Right. Right. So, uh, I was, don't need a team. Right. So I was a very good long distance runner. Don't right. need a team. Right. <laughs> Just run as fast. You, I mean, you, you have a team, but 
you don't rely on a team. Your right. performance on its own stands right. on its own, right? So you can just be your own runner. Right. You don't need a team. Uh, and then, like, uh, other things I enjoyed doing was, like, I got. I was very good at uh, doing competitive boomeranging. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. Right? Which the is the least team sport crazy. of all time. But right, yeah, right. So, funny. so like boomerangs. I was actually a pretty good boomerang thrower, which is a weird thing to be good at. Mm-hmm. And then uh, kite flying as well. It was kites, so, stunt kites, and stuff like that. Uh, so the all solitary fishing, right? Fishing, right. Yeah. Uh, There's a certain piece you find in doing these things. Th- yes. Yeah, so a certain thing about doing something like I'm just going to go out into the freaking field and right. throw boomerangs, or right. I'm just going to go out to the stream and and cast. And in fact, even I mean, I mentioned this when I was fishing, talking about fishing. Is like I actually don't even care if I don't catch any fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just the experience. It's the experience, yeah. right? Just it's not. A, it's it's it, the the fish is the is the adrenaline that you you right. enjoy. Right. But the experience itself is reward, right? Right. So, um, and I'll I'll catch fish and release them all day, you know. It's, right. But but if I don't catch any fish, it's just as good to me almost. In you that. know, David Lynch uses that as metaphor for coming up with creative ideas. Catch the big fish. Catch the big fish. I've read that book so many times. Yeah, it I sounds wish like I idea. can remember something, but I guess it's rubbed off in some ways. Now, do you, is that the same? Would you describe uh, the act of painting the same as uh, Chris describes the act of fishing? Is it just the, the process that you enjoy, the, uh, or do you want the accomplishment of uh, finishing it? I like the concept of that. Well, first of all, it's interesting you brought up this because the only sport I was ranked in uh, as competitive was squash. <laughs> <laughs> was competitive boomerang catching. Squash. Yeah. I was a yeah. squash player, and I was yeah. a really, really good squash right. player. Yeah, right. you and, and Niles Crane. Yeah, and, and Fraser Crane. Right. Oh, really? Yep. Was yeah. he a squash player? No, in 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 Fraser. Yeah, I never saw the. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, because they're snobs. <laughs> well, no, it's just the sport that I was like. Well, because I was a hockey goalie, and I fucking my, hated my, my, my dad. Around. My dad was also a, a big squash. player player but it's he came a great from sport you know chappaqua greenwich it's all the same yeah thing. but it's a great sport and i tennis it is, is a, a good sport. sport and i think there are actually, life sports actually and man. squash is is more interesting to me than racquetball because racquetball is like it's fast squash right. but squash involves a little bit more finesse it's it, all finesse rac- man and right. it's, it's kind of like chess right and, and racquetball is like checkers so right i need to say more um i think the, the <laughs> thing is um that was very snobby um but no the thing is for me it's like i like the idea of like the people that i i really love like I loved used to just travel and go to museums by myself, and I just they're like Sergeant Velasquez, Superman. You know, for me, I look at that stuff and like they're fucking giants, dude. Sure, there's no way, and no one. I mean, at least for contemporary painters, yes, you have a market driving some of it, but it's like no one can say how you execute it. Right, it's you. Now, whether people take it or not, but that solitary control I love over a vision. And that's why sometimes, you know, this business, you know, being in film is hard. And so it's compromised and I understand. But for me, it's like the jealous, not jealousy. It's just, I look at like Cesar, other artists like Neil Rao, I just love. And it's just, it's magical and he controls it. Right. And actually I I want to give a shout out to Neil Huxley 
for his contribution on this podcast last no, year because I thought he was amazing on the podcast. Oh, he's a fucking as well. killer, man! Yeah, that was a, that was one of my favorite ones. Because I remember great. him talking about what a great the guy. fact that he was walking around the Tate. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, his dad was thing. restoring painting, yeah. like like he was inspired by those paintings, yeah. and uh, and and uh, that's part of his upbringing that created those things. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the yeah. thing. There's a there's a power to it that I don't see in other arts. Yep. And I think when you get into the financial side of things and how do you make a living, it's very very hard. But I have enormous. I the the most respect I have for artists are usually painters. Right. Right. Um, good painters, right? Because it's it's hard. It's really hard to get to that level, mm-hmm. and it's something to be admired, you know. And um, I like that solitary kind of like building and building and and your vision and you're basically your own screenwriter, your own cinematographer, your own everything. And that's right. hard, but right. that concept is cool yep. as long as you don't be a sellout, you know. But uh, and you can, I guess, you can kind of see in some of the the, art, the 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 filmmakers that I love are guys that are basically like do it themselves. Yeah, and they have these really very particular, unique sort of uh, uh, visions that they're trying to put forth that are like that describe them. You know? Yeah, Jarmusch. Jarmusch. Like you know Jarmusch's movies instantaneously I, within three I, shots. I really like somehow. I really want to get into. I want to do a Gilliam film on this thing. That'd be I, interesting. I, love, I haven't, you know, like Brazil seems like something we should uh, be talking out of, out about. Of, this may sound out of character. You know my middle name. Is it Tuttle? Buttle? Gilliam. Ah, because really? Yeah. I didn't know your middle name was Gilliam. My name is Eric P. Paul Gilliam Sheely. My grandmother, my father's mother, is a Gilliam from Tidewater, Virginia. And Eric Gilliam, I mean, uh, Terry Gilliam is from Virginia. Oh, interesting. Yeah, man. some blood. They're Gilliam. They're um, French Huguenots. Yeah, right. Makes sense. Guillaume. Yeah, I'm French I, name. I, like I, am, uh, I am not a giant Terry Gilliam fan, strangely enough. People expect that of me. And I really appreciate a lot of his work. Um, but I've never clicked with it the way that other people click with it. And I'm not really sure why. Mm. I really, I've seen, I think I've seen all of his movies. And like, there's always something in there that I'm like, that's fucking great. Like, I was love Brazil. Yeah, Brazil is it's, actually. It's I think beautiful. my favorite film of his is not fully his film. That's uh, Fisher Monty Python and Holy Grail, which is like, outside of being hilarious, is a really beautifully made movie. Like, yes, really interesting. Movie. Fisher King Agreed. is a beautiful movie. I lo- I do like but, the Fisher King, but Brazil is probably my second favorite from him. Brazil is beautiful, it's, uh, and it's got it has some of the most indelible moments that I've ever seen from him. I did. I have a. I have a love hate with Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, yeah, I love the script. I'm a big fan of that. Script. Is that originally a Chris Marker film? No, it's it's, no, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's Lajeté. Yeah, it's based on Chris Marker's Lajeté. Yeah, and uh, and the screenplay is by uh, David Peoples, who wrote Blade Runner and Unforgiven. And right. the, the screenplay by itself is just a fucking miracle of science. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think my my issue with that film is that I think Gilliam sort of steps on the script a little bit with his style i think that it would have been a little bit it would have been a better movie if it were a little bit more not anonymous but a little bit more uh uh if, if the direction took a little back seat to the writing it would have been a, an even better film brad pitt was fucking oh he's great yeah but if you do amazing that, in that yeah if you do that then then you're not really there's no need to have terry gilliam yeah, no, I don't think there's a need to have. I think Terry Gilliam is is a is not the right director for that script. Yeah, yeah, I, I know think what you're that, saying. I think that Clint Eastwood. Well, is the it had right a vision to it that yeah. was like there was there was a there was a style. Yeah, 
that was Gilliamness right. to and it. And that's yeah, and I think which, by the way, he got in trouble for. Do you know that about that? Yeah, right? for the seat because yeah. it's uh, the that uh, Levius would Levius, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I, I really because like there's certainly I I think I brought up Moneyball the other time we got together. I, I really like love Moneyball. I think that's a really amazing movie, and it's it's not a very obviously directed movie, but it's an incredibly it's so gently controlled. And it's the kind of thing where you don't even know why the movie is working so well. Like there's nothing obvious about it. And certain scripts, like some things that are so deep and uh, not not just clever, but deep and clever, yeah. uh, as Twelve Monkeys is. Like I'm like, if that movie gave me more time uh, for me to think about what's happening here instead of Terry Gilliam telling me what to think about what's happening here, it would be a deeper experience. And that was my that was my. That, and that is often my problem with Gilliam. I'm like, I know you're here, Terry. Yes, I see you. I see you. I see you. I, yeah. I buy the same thing. Yeah. I do love his films, but it's hard. I I think it's that it, it the visuals overtake because he yeah. was an animator too, and, and it's one, they're wonderful. I mean, his design, you know, his designs and everything they're great. And I just think that like he tends to take on things that I want to see uh, more. Like it feels like they should be deeper than they are. Like Brazil is actually quite a deep movie. It is. Um, yeah. but it took me a few times of seeing it to really see what was there. You know, mm-hmm. what's funny is I, I saw that film like Titanic. Mm-hmm. I've saw that film maybe 20 times mm-hmm. as a teenager. Oh, I mean, it's terrific. I, yeah, 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 really, I'm not going to bad, bad mouth. It's a great, yeah. it's really a great movie. For I sure. loved it. And I loved it. Did we kill the it. candle? We did. Yeah. Is there no 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 wax left? It's gone. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's interesting because I thought we were going to kill this podcast about an hour and a half ago, but yet we still managed to keep chatting. Yeah. And I know, nice you know, easy chair ending to this. I like that. You guys, you guys know that uh, uh, this conversation is going to be happening. Eric, do you have the pictures set up for what we're going to do for Titanic? I do. I'm so excited. Uh, can uh, before we go, I've just been trying to make it a thing to say: Is there anything from this past two weeks that you recommend that people check out? Yes. Oof. Chernobyl. 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 Okay. Marvelous. Yes, absolutely. Um, Once upon a time in the West. Another great one. That's Jason, a good one. Jason Robarts. Love it. Uh, oh shit! What was I watching on? Oh mm-hmm. shit! Yes, I do. Um, Fuck, I could go on. It's going to go too long. Um, I'm trying to find the, the English title. Uh, it was on Criterion, and I was just watching it. Um, okay. Uh, go to Criterion. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Planet. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I was watching that too. Yeah, the animated movie. It's great. Okay. Can I tell you a quick oh, – Sorry. I thought it was in wrapping up. Tell you a quick story about this personally, right? Um, I watched the last time I watched this, I was about eight years old. This is an animated film from, I think, 1973. 1973 French French animated film. Really strange, very beautiful. Very fucking bizarre, strange film. And it's on Criterion right now. Mobius? Actually, it feels sort of Mobius ish. It's It's not Mobius, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's in that same ballpark. So. I saw one as about eight years old and I was thinking to myself, like, I remember where I saw it and how I, and, and stuff. And I really like, I clearly did not see it on VHS because when I was eight years old, there was no VHS. Right. 
and I didn't see it in a theater. I saw it at my friend's house. Yeah, yeah. And so I realized that my friend, the friend that I went to, he was an, his dad was kind of a strange person. And I knew he was involved in the film <laughs> business. Yeah. And so it was clearly a film on a Mr. projector. Mr. Dahmer had a heart. He was very nice. No, he had a heart and, a, and right. some other things and so, in a refrigerator. And, 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 um, and it is a projector. So it was a, a film that was projected on a screen. That we watched it at his house. Right. Like some 16 millimeter style, 8 millimeter style print. But I saw this film mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, my mother later told me, "Is like, oh yeah, he's was a strange person. We think he was involved in pornography." Oh, oh my! Is what my mom said. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I think my mom tends to exaggerate things. I think he was a filmmaker, right. and he may have been involved in making that film. Mr. Guccione was a nah, very so. interesting, he was very open-minded. I saw the last time I saw that film was forty-one years ago. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I was about eight. Yeah. Maybe 42 years ago. So maybe I was, I was out seven. I was very young. Yeah. And he was like, what the – this is a fucking trippy thing. It, it is trippy to this – To this day. To this yeah. day. Yeah. Like that, is, that's a movie and uh, like I, we really recommend it. It's the kind of movie that makes you feel like at any point it might turn into something you're uncomfortable watching. Yeah. Right. Like it really feels weird. Fantastic Planet. Yeah. Animated film. French. Criterion Channel. Yeah. Uh, Seconded. Fantastic movie. Absolutely. Good stuff. And yeah. know, there's also a short film by the same dude as part of the package on Criterion. I'm highly, highly. Oh, okay. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. Um, my recommendation, I, I don't know if I talked about it last time, The Rider. Did I mention this before? No. Okay. Um, there's a movie called The Rider, and it came out, I think, early last year, uh, maybe 2017, maybe early 2018. And I, I heard that it was good. I didn't catch up on it until just now. Um, the woman who directed this is a Chinese woman named uh, Chloe Zhao, and uh, it is about a rodeo rider who has suffered a major injury, like a brain injury, and he's recovering. And the movie is about his recovery and what options his life has now. Um, everyone in it is an actual like person who is in the rodeo and whatnot. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I've seen a more perfectly done emotional movie in the past 20 years it was stunning totally the writer the writer available where uh i rented it on amazon okay Uh, so it's it's rentable it's rentable it is also the other reason to bring it up because this is uh this movie the podcast intersects with larger scale movies the woman who directed this her next movie is marvel's the eternals (gasps) Which is when you see the writer, you're like, I don't know what that movie's going to be like. But right. This is totally, totally stunning. Yes. Um, and this is exciting. Yeah. And so, like, I, I what great I have high hopes for that. And uh, uh, I will tell you that I've never seen a movie where I you watch someone. I'm, I rarely see a movie where you watch someone just do something they're good at, and it's so beautiful it makes you cry. That's what happens multiple times in this film. It's unbelievable. It's really Watch the studio system crush her and she gets out of the business. Oh, God. Oh, my God. God. She is really She's going to do the next Star Wars. Yeah. Bam! And also, but and that's something we should probably end on. We are soon to see the next Star Wars film, and I'm excited. Are you? No. 
So that's it for Martini Giant. <laughs> that's it. Well, listen, it, it's been an amazing year, and I really hope we have many, many more. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to keep going on this, so it's exciting. I'm just glad we got through the first year. That's yeah, actually pretty fine. good. Yeah, Milestones have been uh, – a milestone has been reached, and I'm very excited about it. Eric, are you excited? I am. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting year next year. I know. Let's take this I, I, on the road, dude. Are you going to be able to talk more? Yeah, let's let's just keep talking about yeah. this stuff. It's exciting. Anyway, I'm excited. So excited. Let's keep going. Thank you so much for joining us for 2019. This is our inaugural 2020 episode. That's right. Please join us, of course, on Twitter at Martini Giant. And Instagram at Martini underscore Giant. And, or write to us on Facebook. Uh, we totally interact with you. We love doing it. And suggest anything you'd like to hear or see in the upcoming year. And thank you so much for being part of the crew with us. And also remember that you can also email us, uh, podcast at martinigiant.com. But uh, for me, just for me, not for these other two losers, but just for me, uh, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It makes a big difference, actually, believe it or not, for us to make this uh, podcast more popular and, and spread to the to people that know it. So Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us, subscribe. Much appreciated. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Happy 2020. 2020. Drink. Talk. Drink. <laughs>